What's going on, guys? How are you? Brian here on another Saturday podcast with myself and Jay Tomsky up in Yo. the control room. How you guys, How you guys doing? doing? Hey, guys. You know, I like to start these uh, solo podcasts really with uh, a theme of a story, you know, like telling you guys something significant from the past, uh, maybe some business stuff, maybe, you know, whatever the case may be. And then, of course, I want you guys to kind of dictate the future of the podcast as far as, you know, later on in the podcast with Super Chat questions. So it's kind of Q&A type of thing. Feel free to get your Super Chats in now throughout the entire story. We'll get to everybody's Super Chats. And you guys uh, can, again, dictate the direction of what you want me to talk about. But I always want to come to the table with an idea idea with a story. And today I'm actually going to start with a, a story that really changed BHB. Last week I talked about the Piebald Ball Python, you know, and producing the very first one of us, which was the second people to produce piebalds, which was obviously huge for us and the two-headed snake and all kinds of other stuff. But really there was one project that really, uh, really changed the future of BHB and the direction of BHB. And I've always said that, you know, when you're growing a business, when you can have these significant bumps, uh, it really helps, right? And, sure. and in the reptile hobby in particular, when you have something that everyone wants, then not only are you making great money by selling that, that said animal, but also it gets you into a position where people are willing to sell you something that they wouldn't have sold in the past to you because they either want the favor, like, hey, I'm selling you this. Now, when you get those, you sell me that. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. it really helps the business. So I'm not saying that you can't uh, grow a reptile hobby or business uh, breeding without having those significant bumps, but it helps. And really the first significant bump that I, that BHB had was the albino Honduran milk snake. Now, uh, the, of course, they're beautiful animals, and I'm going to tell you the story of how we had the very first ones uh, that were imported into the country and really produced the very first ones here in the U.S. and, and really spearheaded that whole whole thing and how that worked out. Now, over the course of, of my career, it was probably like, you know, I'm not talking about like two-headed snake, one-off type stuff. You know, it was probably albino Hondurans really started it then we got into albino hog nose, which we were the second people into that. That was our next, but it was, we, we still had, we weren't the, the people running it. We were just kind of the second one in on it, but it was still a significant animal to kind of push things through. And then of course, ball pythons came to the forefront and, uh, and then there was a number of ball pythons, but none bigger than pinstripe ball pythons with us with the pinstripe ball python. And then ultimately, uh, sunset ball pythons, scaleless ball pythons and, and there were some other animals in the in between, but really, without the albino Honduran, I can honestly say, I don't know that I'd be sitting in this room talking to you that guys so right nuts. now, um, because it was the thing that really solidified BHB as a company and grew our business to a point where it became more than just a glorified hobby. Yeah, it was serious now. Yeah, it was serious. And so what happened was, uh, at, at back this is early nineties. There was albino Ruthven's king snakes, and that was the first albino tricolor. Yeah, you can punch up albino Ruthven, like Ruthven I. How do you spell uh, it? Probably W uh, R or w, I mean, I'm sorry, R, not W. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, U, yeah. Uh, T H Ruthven, then V. Yeah, yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, Vin I. And I, it's a milk snake? Yeah, just say king snake. King snake, gotcha. Yeah, you. king snake. Uh, so you'll see, this was the very first, there it is, albino reference. Yep, yep. So those were the very first albino tricolored animal, even though it was a, you know, theoretically a king snake. You know, you got to understand the difference between a king snake and a milk snake is just 
you know nomenclature i mean you know they're, they're oh really they're, i didn't even know that so they yeah. are pretty much a king snake now is that similar yeah, so this is this is a a a, a lampropeltis mexicana ruthveni hmm. uh and 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 a, a honda milk snake is a lampropeltis triangulum um you know, uh, uh, Hondurnensis. So, so really they're both, they're all the Lampropeltis genus. Gotcha. And then you have Mexicana, you have tri, you know, uh, triangulum, you know, and so on and so forth. So anyways, at the time, uh, the Ruthvens, uh, interestingly enough, was an animal that was a little bit difficult to breed for some reason. I'm not just albinos, but even normal Ruthvens were very difficult to get to lay good eggs. A lot of, uh, it's very similar to a, 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 something that was called the Durango Kingsnake or Greri, where the same thing, you, you know, there were all these animals out there, which by the way, look that up, Greri, it's G-R-E-E-R-I, uh, you can, you know, just normal, you know, Greri, Kingsnake. These guys, I love Greer Eye, and and unfortunately, these are them? Uh, yeah, those are well, those are those are actually not uh, those are Ruthven's, or I mean, uh, uh, variable king snakes. Yeah, um, interesting. Geez, it doesn't come up. Uh, that's that looks like a Ruthven. This one right here? No, the, the the previous one looks more like a Ruthven Eye, um, but it's it's hard to say. I mean, you know, regardless, Durango Mountain Kings were very similar to uh, the the Ruthven's. Very difficult to get to breed for some reason. A lot of infertile eggs, you know, just, just so, so albino Ruth and I popped up and they were a thousand bucks. And you got to remember this is early on. Colubrids just weren't worth that kind of money. I mean, you know, expensive colubrids were a hundred bucks and here's this Ruth and I that are a thousand dollars, but, wow. but Steve Osborne, uh, from, uh, a, a company out in, in, uh, it's called Los Angeles, uh, reptile breeders, or I'm sorry, California reptile breeders. And I think it was like him and maybe one or two other guys were a consortium and they called themselves California reptile breeders. Ultimately he moved to Montana and, and, and did a bunch of stuff, but he, um, he was the one that had the Ruthvens in the beginning and, uh, and, and, you know, they were trickling out a thousand bucks, but as much as people wanted them, cause they were so absolutely gorgeous. I mean, no one had seen an albino tricolored before. Um, they were, they were difficult animals to work with. Right. So, uh, this is again, pre-internet, pre all that, that type of stuff. So I had a friend, Stefan Broghammer from MNS Reptilian over in Germany, reach out to me and say, uh, Hey, I had a customer of mine because he had a pet shop, a customer of his came in and spontaneously hatched out a couple albino Honduran milk snakes, two in particular. And, uh, uh, and, and basically the story was is that he bought a, a Honduran from one pet shop, a Honduran from another pet shop, put them together and out popped albino Honduran milk snakes. Wow. And, uh, and, and so, so of course, you know, at the time Europe wasn't really banging when it came to high end animals at all. You know, they, you know, there was a market there, but not for like high end stuff. The money was really in the States. So, so he was like, Hey, do you want to buy these? You know, are you interested? And, and of course my initial thought was, I'm like, gosh, yes. Now we had been exporting to Steph and that's how we, we met him down in Orlando at the, the, uh, uh, international reptile, uh, breeders expo. And we had become friends. And so we had been exporting. So we had an export permit, but we had never imported an animal in our entire life. You got to remember, Lori and myself were in our early 20s at the time. And, um, and, uh, but, but, you know, again, I didn't even see pictures of these. I have no idea what they even look like, right? You know, he's just saying it's, it's like the albino Ruth and I, but in the albino Honda. And I was like, let's do it. Let's just buy them. And, and, uh, and, and he did want, uh, because Ruthvens were a thousand, he wanted a thousand dollars a piece for the albino Hondurans. And, uh, then there were the possible hats that I, I can't remember. We might agree on 500 bucks or whatever the case that's irrelevant. So there were a few possible hats and two male albino Honduran milk snakes. And so we sent them the money sight unseen. 
and uh, started working on an import. You know, again, we had never imported. And again, this is back in the early 90s when there weren't a lot of importers except for the big, you know, wild caught importers. So it wasn't like you could go online and figure out like how to do this. You know, it was all just kind of trial and error. And I remember Lori working for weeks like, you know, and it would be like, so you basically have a bunch of things. You have U, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife, which yeah. you need to have permits to, you know, import. You've got to get inspections and, and 4177s. And, and, and then you have the, the airline, you know, that you have to, which are completely two different entities that don't communicate with one At another. <laughs> and, and if you do something wrong with that, and then you have U.S. Customs which doesn't communicate with fish and wildlife or the airports. You know, I mean, it's wow. like these three different complete. So you couldn't like call one person and say, all right, well, what do I need to import these snakes? You could call the U S fish and wildlife and they say, oh, you need this. And then you would call you know, the, the airline and say, oh, you need this. And, and so we didn't know, you know, so we're, we're, you know, Lori spending weeks of doing this. And this was in uh, January. And uh, at the time I was working a job, you know, I mean, I never really, had a lot of a career, but I did have a couple stints of having jobs because I was building my, my collection, my business. And we had, you know, at the time I did have a daughter, uh, we were very young when we had our daughter Jade. And, um, so we had to pay the bills, you know what I mean? Like, and, and the reptiles were making us money, but they weren't making us enough money to pay the bills and grow the business. Right. Mm. So it felt better for me to have a job. So I was working till, uh, five o'clock, uh, on, on, you know, Monday through Friday, uh, actually it was five in the morning till five o'clock at night, 12 hour shifts. And then I would work, um, uh, seven till noon on Saturday. It was a six day a week, a gig. Uh, so it's a, you know, a lot of work. And I, I used to work again, I I'd come <laughs> home at five after being at work at five. Uh, so I have to get up at four and I would work till five till like midnight on snakes and so then go crazy. to sleep for like four hours and then do it all over again. And then Saturday, um, I would work, uh, half a day and I'd have the afternoon to work on animals and rest. And then Sunday was my only day off if we didn't have a reptile show. But again, there at this time, once a month, we'd have a reptile show, yeah, yeah. uh, Saturday and Sunday. So I'd have to take one day off. Anyways, point is I'm just trying <laughs> to set the, the table the mood, here dude. For, Hell yeah. for Hit what's it. going on. And so finally, uh, we get everything we think in place, right? We've already paid for the animals. We've got the date. And, and because the only day you had to import in a, a, a designated port, right? Um, which was Chicago was our closest port. It was about five, five and a half hours away. And so I couldn't do it during the week. So I, we, we, we could do it on Saturday. You know, like, or I, I take that back. I'm so sorry. We couldn't do it any other day except for Friday. That was the only day that we could get it to where the airline was able to do, the Fish and Wildlife was able to inspect, all this type of stuff. So what happened was I ended up getting out of work at like one o'clock that day. I asked my boss to get out of work. I got out of work at one o'clock. We drove to Chicago. Um, we get to Chicago and it's like, you know, again, it's, it's an hour behind us. So we get there at like five o'clock. Everything closes at six o'clock. Everything. Customs closes. U.S. Fish and Wildlife oh, closes. Everything closes. And this is Friday, so it doesn't open up again until Monday. Now we're in Chicago. So we get to the airport, and um, and as soon as we get there, they're like, okay, you know, the Fish and Wildlife shows up for inspection. You know, the airline's there. All of a sudden, they're like, well, where's your, you know, your customs, your 4177s? And, um, and, and, and we're like, well, what do you mean? Oh, no one told no. us about this. And they're like, well, if you don't have the paperwork from customs, you can't get it out of bond. And and so thankfully, this is now like 5.30. And they're like, I think customs closes at 5. Let's call down there really quick. This was on Lufthansa Airlines. So uh, they were really great. So, so they get someone on the phone from customs. And they're like, listen, 
If you can get here in 15 minutes, we'll wait for you. Now, it was across, it was in the same airport. It was just across the airport. So I stay with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife agent at the, at the place. Lori is literally in tears at this point, you know, which yeah, is- Yeah, all this hard rare, work, rare, all this yeah. effort. Yeah. yeah, and we're like, if we don't get this out of here, it, they're going to be stuck in bond in an airport all weekend long. We can't stay for the weekend because I've got to be back to work the next morning. You know, I've got to be to work at seven in the morning. Yeah, yeah, of course. And so, uh, so, so she's like literally in tears. She, she takes off. I stay back. Uh, she comes back like 45 minutes later, bam, she's got the paperwork. We're good to go already. You know, everyone's like, we're, we're supposed to be closed. You know, let's get this done quick. Let's get this paperwork done. We get in there. Uh, we open this wooden crate. It's a wooden crate. It's got styro line, no heat packs or anything like that in January. And, um, uh, uh, Yo, but but the animals are fine. We open up and 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 I remember opening the bag the first time and seeing the albino Honduran milk wow, snakes for yeah. the very first time. They were they were better than I expected. So vibrant, right? Yeah. So I mean, they were better than the Ruth and I. They were unbelievable. And so again, this emotional journey. By now, it's like seven thirty. By the time we we leave, which is eight thirty our time, we stop. We grab some food, uh, and I think we got on the road probably nine nine thirty something like that. So, and we have a five hour drive home. So we get home like two, three in the morning that morning, but I'm giddy the whole way home. You're of like, course, oh my yeah. gosh, this is amazing. And, and literally I get home again, it's like two 30, maybe three o'clock in the morning. I've got to get up and go to work in just two and a half, three hours. Uh, so, um, we, we, we literally set the box on our kitchen table and, and it's just like, you know what? I'm so tired. It's been such a long day. Again, I worked at five in the morning and now it's, you know, three in the morning or whatever. Uh, so I've been going for 22 hours and I have to wake up in just a few hours to do it. So Laura's like, just leave them. I'll set them up first thing in the morning. We're good to go. You know, we're, we're fine. So I'm like, excellent. I wake up in the morning. I go to work. I'm just giddy all day long. Now I cannot wait to get home to actually see these animals. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, I cannot wait to see these albino Hondurans. You know, I've just been dreaming about it. Work my five-hour shift, you know, leave at noon. I get home at like 1230. I come in and the house is just disheveled. I mean, there's like, you know, like boxes everywhere. There's like cushions on the floor. There's And Lori is just like literally like in tears. And I'm like, what in the freaking world happened you know what i mean like what what is going on and she's like one of the albino hondurans is gone it oh. got out of the box and i'm like what and so uh oh, she, shit, so so dude. she said yep it got out of the bag the bag wasn't tied tight enough and it's gone i've been searching all morning and i cannot find this snake anywhere and so i walk into the kitchen the box is still sitting there you know there's the, all the bags are sitting on the table and they're completely you know there's two there's albino in one there's a there's a, a, a the possible hats in the others and then there's an empty bag that it escaped from and uh and 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 literally you know Lori's like you know like just out of her mind crazy about this and obviously so so am i and and uh and by the way i i, I left out a, a crucial part of the story i can't believe oh yeah it. what's this let me back up a second yeah, yeah 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 keep that keep that in mind where we're at so we're leaving for the airport now uh my buddy is is, is stefan it's about an hour and a half from stuttgart airport that he needs to ship out of he calls me at Stuttgart airport and says, I've got some bad news. Now, granted, I'm, I, I feel I've paid top dollar because the only al albino milk snakes are a thousand dollars a piece. And so like that, and he says, he's got a pet shop. He says, I got bad news. I'm only sending one because, uh, the other one, we think someone stole it. What? You know, he goes, when I went to pack it, the cage was empty. 
And I'm like, oh my gosh. I, and now I'm like, well, this is bullshit. I've already paid for it, number one. Plus, I'm paying all this money to have the only ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. if somebody has stole it. it, now I don't have the only ones. You know, I mean, this is like horrible. So literally, we're already like, you know, doing whatever. <laughs> and, and so so regardless, um, he calls back like a half hour later. He says, listen, my guy found it. It was out of the cage. He's driving. We're meeting halfway. I think I can get it on the shipment in time. And so, so sure enough, at this point, I'm like, what? I don't even know what's going on. He ends up calling back uh, again an hour and a half, two hours later, says, I got it. It's in the shipment. It's on its way. So, Hell bam, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're Perfect. good. We're good. We're good. It's coming. Now, fast forward back to my kitchen. Yeah, Lori's going crazy. Lori's going crazy. I'm, I'm in the kitchen. And uh, first thing I, I do is I say, did you check in the box? And she's like, you know, like snaps at me. Like, what yeah, do you think you I'm a idiot? And as I'm pulling the styrofoam out of the box, she's like yelling at me. Like, what do you think I'm an idiot? I pull the, the bottom styrofoam <laughs> out. It's curled up in the bottom. Ooh, the shit. snake is curled up underneath the styrofoam. So it got out of the bag, probably on the way home, and then found its way underneath the styrofoam. It was curled up there. Immediately, we took all of the snakes, went right downstairs where we're keeping all of our snakes, put them into shoe boxes, and was like, that's it. <laughs> that's but, it. But, uh, but, but wow. that, was, that was the crazy road of like, you know, first thinking we weren't going to get them because, get both of them because one had gotten stolen in Germany. Finally makes it. It makes it there. We didn't do the paperwork the way we were supposed to. Almost didn't get it. Finally did it. Got home. One gets out. It ends up being in the box. All and on and on. But if it wasn't for that project and that crazy story that took us there, of course, it was two years later before we actually produced uh, albinos, which was to the albino males to not only took them to normal Honduran females, but also to the possible hats. And a couple of the possible hats ended up proving out to be heterozygous. We produced our first albino Honduran wow. milk snakes. And by then the market was like changing and uh, aneurysmic Hondurans had popped up. As a matter of fact, I was able to buy the second the first one that was sold, albino or aneurysmic Honduran was sold, was sold to me from a guy named Dave Doherty. Um, uh, and the reason I got that was because he wanted albino Hondurans. You know, wow, so he yeah. was like, so that was know, the favor. You know, yeah. So yeah. that was the favor to get into those. And and now aneurysmics were selling for a thousand and albino Hondurans ended up going, people started offering $3,000 a piece for them. <sighs> so by the time I produced them, I was getting $3,000 a piece for those. Wow, that's Crazy. It, it, yeah, it was crazy, you know, so it, it worked out to be a great investment. And um, there were a couple other weird wrinkles in the story that don't matter. But uh, but just to give you an idea, like the second year we produced, it was actually kind of an interesting story. The second year we produced, I was going down to Houston to the ETHS, which is the East Texas Herpetological Society show. And Dave Doherty actually was the president of the ETHS. And he wanted some albino Hondurans. A guy named uh, Terry Dunham wanted some albino Hondurans. And, and a whole bunch of, so, so I had like, like eight albino Hondurans sold for 3000 bucks a piece. Wow. And it was like, you know, they all wanted them at, uh, at the ETHS. And so I was going to fly there and deliver to them. And again, this is pre nine 11. So you could literally stick snakes in your pocket and, uh, <laughs> and put them on, you know, just fly them in the plane, you know, and that's what we did. And so, uh, I remember, I'll never <laughs> forget so this. I, I remember, um, <laughs> I remember getting to the airport, and realizing I didn't have, I had like $5 on me. Like I just, for some reason, forgot to bring money. And oh this, I didn't have any credit cards at the time or anything like that. So, uh, so literally I 
fly to the airport. I, I'm, I'm like, now we're at the airport. I'm not, we're an hour away from the airport. I can't get home, get money and make time. Your flight, so I'm just yeah. like, you know, what? I'll just deal with it. I'll deal with it. So I get to the airport down in Houston. I spend the $5 I have for the shuttle to the, to the hotel. I, I get to the hotel. I can't even check into my room because I got no money. Like, you know, oh my gosh. So you, have like, to, you have to get rid of those those yeah. pocket so, dollars. So dude. literally, so literally, I'm not kidding you. I had to sit in the lobby for hours until finally Dave Doherty showed up. That it was the night before the show. He showed up, and I was like, "Hey, dude, you know, I'm just sitting here in the lobby. Do you want to do this? Do you want to maybe do this deal for your hundred? I think he wanted two of them, you know, for six yeah, grand. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, because uh, this is again different world back then. You could pay cash for a hotel room. You didn't need a credit card for incidentals or anything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. Uh, so literally, you know, he goes, yeah, let's do it. So we go up to his room uh, and and he he hands me $6,000 cash. You he reach takes in your pocket. Thing. Yeah, I've got my snakes in there. So anyways, by the time I left, the, awesome. the thing, I had like $24,000 cash on me. Yeah, that's what's crazy is you and, went with five bucks, yeah. couldn't even get in your hotel room, and now you have 24K yeah, just 24K. sitting, dude. And, that's crazy. Because I didn't, even have, didn't have a booth at the table. I just literally flew there to deliver these Hondurans. <laughs> that's so funny too, man. And it's just but, crazy how like, the start of your journey has to be crazy, right? It has yeah. to be this wild story. It can't just be yeah. like, oh, I picked up these Hondurans and sold them. No, there's got to yeah. be drama, and, right? And that's how, you know, it's it's a weird thing in my life. And that's why I've, I've taught, I would told you guys a couple weeks ago how, um, like, the Reptarium was one of the very few things that happened that didn't start rocky. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, from the day we opened, it was a success. Now, don't get me wrong. We had COVID and... Got yeah, it's been rocky down. since. You know, yeah, it got shut down, but but we have survived it very very well. I mean, we we certainly can't complain about what happened, you know, with COVID. I mean, because you know, although we were shut down for three and a half months since we've been open since June, things have been very good. You know, I yeah. mean, even though it's different and we're limited, and you know, certainly we could have made a lot more money if we weren't limited and all this other stuff. The fact is, is that we found a way to make it work, and we we cer we certainly can't complain about what happened. But it does seem like almost every story of every successful venture i've had has always started with some like ridiculous Chaos. like what in the world like you know and uh so uh so let's jump into some super chats and you guys can hit me with some more super chats and we'll continue to chat about these types of things but i wanted to start off with that story of the uh, albino hondurans and now whenever you see an albino honduran milk snake you know how they started that's so sick, man. Yeah. Um, just before we hit a super chat, I just want to say Heidi Mac and uh, Potterhead are all in the building. Oh, so no. thank so you, moderators. Yeah, we love you guys. Yeah, thank you guys so much. And I, and, and, and Belly Rash is here too, too. So that's good. Oh, that's good. Belly Rash. Yeah, it's my yeah, boy, I heard dude. About belly Rash being in the house. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so the first super chat is from uh, Jazz Boo. And it says, hello, I was wondering if you have uh, had any luck breeding Kribos. Have you bred them before? Babies would be delightful. Yeah, babies would be delightful. Um, absolutely delicious. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, dude. Figure uh, looking good. Absolutely splendid. Uh, we have had eggs from our Kribos before, but we have not hatched Kribos, which has been a big big disappointment to me. But it's, it's not that they're a difficult animal to breed, to be honest with you. It's just that... I always talk about these like uh, like boa constrictors is, mm -hmm. is, a, is another example. These animals that don't fit in with the breeding schemes of other things. So when, when we're into the ball python breeding season, it's like anything that breeds with the ball python breeding season, Savu pythons, carpet pythons, Woma pythons, black-headed pythons, you know, children, spotted, you know, stimsons. We can breed all those because yeah. we're doing the same thing. We're just, all right, well, we're breeding balls, then we're breeding these, then we're breeding this. As soon as something is like out of skew there where it's like, ah, oh, you got to breed a month early or you got to breed a month late. Because a lot harder. That's when we, we drop the ball, you know? And so Kribos really breed 
like January, February area, which is completely opposite of most colubrids. Yeah. You know, because most colubrids are brew mating till February, March, and then you're breeding them in March, April, May. So they're like two months off from all the other colubrids. And so oftentimes they get kind of like, it's like by time we decide, oh, we need to start breeding them, the female's already cycled. You know, and wow. she's already got eggs. So this year we did start breeding our, our, our Kribos in the proper time. Uh, whether or not we'll have eggs or babies, that'll yet to be seen. But uh, but I really would love to to work with Kribos, uh, Indigos, uh, you know, all the dry mark on and work a lot harder at trying to produce them because they're one of my favorite, you know, genuses of snakes on the planet. And it's, I agree. It's, and I, I've been keeping them for, for many, many years. So it's been a, a, a disappointment not to add those to the, uh, the species list that we've bred. So uh, fingers crossed we'll get some babies this year. Mac Lorenzo in the house has yeah, uh, just up, threw some love. Hashtag chat gang goes to the Reptarium 2021. Yeah, wouldn't dude. that be cool, man, to have everyone from the chat oh my come here for a day? That'd be badass. That would be badass if you guys could. We, you know, I mean, so gosh, man, I tell you, I know. Uh, I think about these like. You know, we talked about a while ago, and by the way, we're supposed to be going down, you know, knock on wood, um, uh, right. in, in July, we're supposed to be going down to Wilbanks for a big barbecue. Oh, that's right. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. And and so that's something that Lori and I talked about having an annual barbecue here. At Can the we Raptarium. please? That would be so cool. Um, obviously, you know. Yeah, world permitting. Right now, we can't. Um, no, but like almost like yeah. um, you almost wonder if we do it for like the Reptarium anniversary. You know what I right. mean? Or something like that. And every year, you know, we just get together because it's a perfect time for it, right? Yeah, it's September, still kind of nice. Yep. yep, September, it's a fall time. You know, yeah. usually the weather's pretty good. Um, I would love to do that, you know. Um, and if by this September, life is good, uh, I would love to do that. And it would be great to have all the mods and everyone. Uh, yeah, you know, dude, all you guys in the and, chat. Um, you could do a podcast. Could you imagine doing the podcast with those guys here? Oh, and, that'd be so know, that'd, that'd sick, be sick, dude. You know, like us have a podcast with all with them all chatting and stuff out there too, yeah, man. Yeah. That'd be sad. It'd be, so it'd be dope. So, uh, so yeah, let's try to make that happen and let's, uh, let's get the world cured. Uh, yeah, as quickly as we possibly can. Lucas says, uh, "This is my first time catching this live from the very beginning. Love those, po uh, love these podcasts. I'm at work in Home Depot, uh, ah. tool rental though. Don't tell uh, my boss. <laughs> ah man, we love oh we're Home telling him. I got him on speed dial. Call me. Yeah, actually, ironically enough, I told you about yeah. Home Depot. Like, one of the guys, we have several people from Home Depot that follow us. Like when we go to Home Depot, it's always like someone's like, "Hey, how are you? How's the rent there? I'm going. <laughs> yeah, it's you so know, cool. stuff like that is pretty cool. But one of the Home Depot uh, advocates are uh, they have a birthday party for their son tomorrow here at the Reptarium. So uh, that's going to be exciting. So we support Home Depot is what we we're do, saying. We do, and I spend a lot of money <laughs> I'm on like Depot. most money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like, I should probably get a gold medal. You honestly nope. should, you should get like one of those like actual, like the contractors get, like the yeah, pass you get in, yeah. get some cheap stuff, get it easy and done. Yeah, I you think know? that there's like a contractor pass. Yeah, that like where you get a percentage like off at you the do, end of yeah. the year or something like that. You we got to get you that because it's worth yeah, it. Yeah, because I spend a lot of money at Home Depot. <laughs> uh, Boston Kissinger says, it's been a while since I made a live, been working uh, 65 to 70 hours to a week. So part-time. So yeah, so part-time, that's so good, part -time, man. That's yeah, good, work yeah. a little harder next Yeah, hopefully you'll get a second job pretty soon, get those hours up <laughs> since i work overnight i'm usually asleep uh and can't catch it live one day i want to bring the kiddos they love your videos i would love that and Please, i just dude. razzing you about the hours i mean you know to normal human beings that's that's an that's enormous a double amount of that's hours. two yeah. jobs probably yeah, it's an yeah. enormous job you know we just work so really, keep hustling yeah we just work hours that are very inhuman uh so it's <laughs> a good um, word for it more yeah. yeah we work for the galactic federation so yeah, we got to exactly. keep it yeah. keep the hours there's, up. there's 27 hour uh days in our galactic federation that's so, what people don't get is yeah. it's only a 24 hour day on earth yeah, but we have three extra hours, so yeah. so like you know we can still work eighteen hours and get six seven hours of sleep. So. It's really great. You guys so should try really it sometime. Good. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, Michael says, hi, Brian. Enjoy you guys daily. Best part of my morning coffee, smoke, and Brian Barcheck. Well, I sent so a few pics to Jay's Instagram. Maybe uh-huh. you can help me figure something out about this mail I have. Mm-hmm. I know you're busy if you have time. Yeah, and we'll I'll take look a that look. up. Yeah, yeah, we'll take a look at it for sure. I mean, we'd love that. Uh, and, and thank you so much. I mean, yeah, obviously, seriously. it's great to, to, to hear that. And we're so very blessed to be able to uh, be a part of so many people's mornings or afternoons or evenings, whenever the so case crazy. may be. And it's, uh, it's something that... Um, you know, I don't take lightly. And even when my struggles, uh, happen, you know, you guys lift me up, you know, and you guys get me out of bed, uh, in the morning, seriously, you know, if it wasn't for you guys, I don't think I've made it this far. And, um, and you know, you know, it's, it's so thank you. Yeah. We have a great relationship with all you. So, yes. uh, Darth dildo. Um, uh, yeah. I just love like saying dildo, it. Dildos I don't in the know. House. Thank you for allowing me to say that every time you come in here, man. Thank you, Darth. Um, he says blue tree monitors in the future of the reptarium. Yeah, so McCreary are are amazing uh, monitors. The the biggest problem with a lot of tree monitors, including McCreary, is that uh, they are very secretive and they like to hide. Uh, and 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 the blues are probably some of the worst of all of them. You know, the yellows and greens, Parsina, are are probably the best. So they probably hide the least, right? So I think that if we're going to do uh, tree monitors, which I'd like to do, as a matter of fact, Baby Kush's cage originally was designed as a tree monitor cage. Um, But we're going to probably put yellows and greens in there um, because they're the most outgoing and they're more likely to be out and about to be seen uh in in the blue his friend of mine just recently got some blues and uh he was all jazzed about him and then you know a week or two later i asked him how things were going he's like yeah you never see him <laughs> haven't seen him once because yeah. they just hide all the time so that's the problem now maybe captive babies maybe you could habituate them socialize them to be differently uh so i i do think they are the most beautiful of the tree monitors there's no doubt about You're it sure but probably the ones that are the least likely to be good display animals for the reptarium so um but but tree monitors are definitely in the future 100 percent um meek caliber says uh brian i'm a huge fan i've been watching you since the start i got a blue-eyed lucy from you yesterday oh, i love wow. you brian keep up the oh, amazing work man. well thank you number one for your support on everything that we've done and thank you for supporting bhb reptiles uh by getting an animal obviously anything we could do for you in the future let us know uh and sometimes it's weird bhb is a weird part for me because it, it's like it's it's such it's obviously been such a huge part of my life since i was a kid um but it almost doesn't feel like my business anymore. I know you what know? you're saying. It's no, because like, it, it's because it's like I go there to work with the animals, but I really have nothing to do with the sales side. And and Lori does a great job, not just Lori, but Lori, Beth, you know, Steph, everyone in the office uh, does a great job of, of kind of running the front end of that business so that I don't have to worry about it. And uh, so it's uh, it's 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 cool. You know, it's good that they are so great at it. And don't get me wrong. I'm always there to support them. And when there's a problem or an issue. Yeah. Usually when there's with. any type of question you're the one that everyone has to go to yeah, anyway so yeah but uh, but at the same time it's like they they really do a great job and it, it, it makes me be able to do the fun part of bhb and not the the boring part yeah and that gives me size. more time to to film to do the podcast all that stuff you yeah, know yeah so we're very lucky but thank you for your support uh chris stink i think chris stink yeah That's chris, chris stink i think maybe my husband and i have a six uh have 16 ball pythons and i want uh, to diversify, are hognos a good choice? Do you yeah. do they feed and breed well? What's your opinion? Yeah, I think they're a great choice. And, and interestingly enough, I've always <laughs> said that I think hognos are analogous to the ball python of the clubbered world. I agree. They're very quirky animals. Um, you Don't know, move a whole lot. Yeah, they're you know they're, they're they. 
they're, they breed pretty easy. Obviously, they breed very different than ball pythons. They can have two or three clutches a year, and they they brumate and all this other stuff. But uh, but their their quirkiness reminds me of a ball python in the colubrid sense. So yeah. uh, and uh, and also their popularity is very similar too. You know, people love hognose snakes, and they're very popular. Probably one of the more uh, uh, you know from an investment you know kind of quality um colubrid they're probably the best colubrid yeah uh, because, because they have lots of mutations and some of those mutations go for way more money than other mutations of colubrids you know so so they really are like the the, the ball python of the colubrid world you know so so i think it's a good 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 transition you know ball pythons and, and hognose are a great diversification blue salad says brian what? You were the original snakes on a plane, bro. Yeah, fuck motherfucking. <laughs> motherfucking on his motherfucking pockets, bro. Yeah, right on, baby. That, that's honestly yeah, was, one of yeah. my favorite things is that you guys used to do that. That's well, hysterical. Let, me, let me. me tell you the real story behind <laughs> uh, that particular trip with the Hondurans, uh, which was actually a little bit funnier than what I made it out to be, is that uh, you still had to go through the metal detectors, right? Right. There, there were no x-rays. There was no, you know, nothing like that. And you you could um, uh, you know people could walk you to your gate. So I was flying to Houston, but Lori wasn't. But Lori could come to the gate with me. Obviously, you don't want to have twenty Honduran milk snakes you know in your pocket slash whatever because if it looks they're gonna if if you're all blowed up they're gonna say wait what's in your pocket right yeah, yeah, so yeah. we literally I'm not even shitting you oh, man shit. we taped these bags to our bodies yeah of like, course, like cocaine yeah I so know. Lori, Lori had so like good. 10 bags i had like 10 bags taped to our bodies <laughs> and then after we got through security we went into the bathroom and put them into the duffel bag that i carried on to the to the plane so uh <laughs> so yeah so it was good. it was legitimately like smuggling cocaine onto a plane <laughs> but in this case it was uh another pete call story oh my favorite pete call story was uh he uh went to an expo and i don't know which expo it was because he just told me the story and uh uh he bought a couple big boas and literally like i'm talking like five six foot boas and he just stuffed them into a duffel bag yeah and then when he was like going through security they like were like well, there's fucking boas in here. You, know, I mean, <laughs> you can't, you can't, you can't bring six foot boas on the plane, you know? And so we had to like <laughs> scramble and get to the, 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 uh, the shipping department quickly. And, and again, this was way back in the day. So, you know, it was much different security at that time. So he was able to get to the place and put them in a box and ship them to himself. But I just love the fact that he tried to smuggle, you know, six yeah, foot know. boas through the, the, the security. So now was, uh, where did you guys find out that you could do that? Like, how did you know that you could do that? and not get in trouble because like i'm sure that had to be a little bit like kind of scary the first time like putting snakes on you and like going through well i mean i think you i don't know if you could get in trouble for doing it but i can't imagine they would have enjoyed if they would have found no so dude. there was no i mean i think i think that just that's like people did that like you heard other people <laughs> like yeah you just put them in your pocket or if you have a bunch you tape them to yourself and you walk through that's and then, classic and then, you know dude. once you're through you can you know after you get through security you could do whatever you want you right, right right um right. so I, I i don't remember who told me that but i mean this was like a pretty common thing that people did that's to deliver snakes you know and uh even when i delivered the first uh couple pie ball ball pythons to casey lazic out in seattle uh, he, he, he bought them. They were like, uh, $15,000 a piece at the time. And he bought two of them. So it was 30 grand. It was actually, I take that back. It was $40,000. So it was 20,000. Cause I remember getting 40,000. It was a pretty sad story because, uh, Casey had, uh, 
uh, and I told you this story before. He yes. he had uh, invested a hundred thousand um, dollars per his friend's advice into all these penny stocks. These penny stocks happened to be Amazon, Google, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And so he turned his hundred thousand dollars into like forty million dollars. Easy, yeah. And um, and, and so he bought these this this pair of. Uh, uh, pie balls for me for $40,000 and me and him were good friends. And, and, and at the time, this is what he said. He said, he goes, all right, I want to buy these pair for 40,000. I may have been two females, $40,000. And, and he said, but I want you to invest this $40,000 into the stock market. And I said, okay, so I said, you know, obviously you know what you're doing. You've done pretty well in the stock market. So I'm in, you know, and, uh, and he goes, but I also want you to deliver them. I'm going to buy you a plane ticket. Ironically enough, first time I ever flew from first class in my life Ooh, was, uh, he flew me, yeah, he flew me to Seattle in first class and I had them in my pockets. Uh, and I delivered to him, uh, the, the sad part of the story was, is that I put the $40,000 into the stock market. Into uh, what? Per, I, you know, yeah, into Nokia. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, per yeah. his advice, I, I invest in like four stocks. Within like six months, the forty thousand dollars was worth like twenty thousand. You're like, no. And, and ultimately, I ended up losing most of that forty thousand dollars in the stock market. Um, you know, and and did, didn't really mess with the stock market for many years after that. Now I've been playing around a little bit more, but now, but uh, uh, now I know a little bit more, and I didn't take his advice on that <laughs> stuff like that. But uh, but uh, yeah. So so yeah. So I've done the pocket snake thing more than once. It's like, just a classic move. It's a dude. good one, man. That's I wish you could one. still do it, man. You, just, <laughs> you can't do it anymore, man. Now you get now you put a freak. You, you have you, a, yeah. A they'll dollar. be like, there's there's yeah. arsenic in these snakes. Yeah, dude. I mean, if you put a dollar bill in your pocket, they pull you aside. Yeah, like, you're not you know, fucking like, kidding. Like what's dollar bill you you're like know? it's our bill it's our money <laughs> i don't know uh, uh yeah, go through those x-rays it's terrible amanda fuqua uh, uh amanda fuqua. says i could listen to you talk forever i hope to come visit for my birthday next week oh uh, my god sorry to hear that i mean we're out of town oh yeah we're shut down next no <laughs> no seriously I, I hope you can come seriously it's been amazing um Buy your tickets early if you can, because we've been selling out pretty early in the week That's these right. days, uh, which is awesome. It's it's super, super good. But but please, Amanda, come visit us. It would be great to meet you. Uh, RC Exotic says, hey, Brian. Hey, Jay. How are you guys? Much love. I'm uh, great. RC, what's up, man? It's good to see you, man. I appreciate you always supporting us. It's it's amazing. All right. Next one on the chat. The chat. What we got here. All right. Mad Veteran uh, threw five euros just for love. Appreciate right. you. Thank you so much. What are you so mad about, man? Dude, it might it's an, it might be an acronym, maybe. Oh, M A D. Like mothers against drive drunk driving. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Well, Could I be. hope so because I hope you're not upset at anybody. <laughs> uh, Solid Serpent <laughs> says confirmed lethal lethal ball python morphs hidden gene woma to woma. Well, you got the whole woma complex, you know, uh, and you got spider gene complex. Uh, and then you get into uh, the not necessarily lethal, but uh, not um, you know not don't breed like female desert ball pythons. You've got car you know female caramel ball pythons. Uh, you've got uh, um, let me think here. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's a bunch more though. You know there you know obviously Cindy to Cindy's whatever. As a matter of fact, I saw a funny meme. Um, you may have seen this. It was a giraffe with a kink neck. It was no, I didn't photo, see it. it was obviously photoshopped. Yeah, yeah. And it just said me when someone says they're going to produce panda pides. Oh, shit. You know, because listen, you know, 99% <laughs> of panda pides come out kinked in a mess. That's classic. Um, so so there's a bunch of that type of stuff, you know, uh, spiders uh, into champagnes are lethal, you know, so so spider champagne is. Wow, is really? Yeah, 100% lethal. Didn't know that. Um, Like they won't even hatch, you know what I mean? It, well, if they do hatch, uh, very rarely hatch. And when they do hatch, they're 
they're completely messed up. I mean, Damn. like, like it, it'll, you know, mutated. Yeah, yeah. It, you will not. That animal will not live. You know, so there's a bunch of lethal stuff, uh, and and there should be kind of a list of those things so that people don't make the mistakes of breeding. That's those, a good idea. Yeah, because every now and then I, I know that even last year, I think it was either last year with Mary or maybe the year before with Kelsey. Um, you know, we're at that stage of the breeding season now. You know, I talked with uh, Jay about this before we went on air. Is that you know tomorrow I have to kind of switch some males around, right? Like, all right, I've been trying to breed this male to this group and it's just not breeding. So now it's time to put the secondary male in, right? And and I remember, I think it was last year with Mary or possibly with Kelsey. So I'm not, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I'm sorry yeah, if I'm, I'm sorry if I'm, you know, like I wouldn't do that. But I remember there was like uh, the, the male replacement was like into a champagne was a spider. And I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, Let's yeah. not do that one. Let's yeah. not go down that path because yeah, you know, you're going to get bad. So, uh, so someone should put it, probably put, if they're there isn't already a list. Someone should probably put that list out to save a lot of grief for people. Let roses burn in the building. What's up? She How said uh, that would be cool to do. We'd all have to wear name tags with our chat names. Yeah, seriously. Well, badass. you know, listen, I, I, I think that, you know, let's pray that by September that could happen. Yeah. And that we can have a gathering. We've been talking about we probably, you know, we, we now have X amount of people per hour. Uh, at the Reptarium, right? It's 20% capacity. I could see if, if like the world went back to normalish, us going a little bit higher than 20% capacity, yeah. but I think we'll always stay at a reduced number, you know, so that, that we have the experience is really intimate. So yeah, I, I like it so much more. Yeah, so I don't I think we're ever going to go back to wide open. Yeah, well, I think the only time maybe for like events or something. That's right? what I've said is that you know, like I could you know see a year anniversary where it's wide open. Yeah, or if we do three grand opening something right, like that. grand, you know, things like that. You know, having special events maybe two or three times a year where where it's a wide open where however many people show up can come in and stay as long as you guys want or something like that. But a barbecue would be a really fun thing, and it would be great. Like let roses burn said to have all the the people that not only follow us. Uh, uh, on all platforms necessarily uh, just to come out and hang out. And like you said, maybe name tags and, and just to get, you know, put faces to, to chat names and, and, and comments on YouTube would be pretty amazing for me. And it would be a really cool event. So let's hope maybe by September, um, we're at a place where we can do that. That would be really cool. So mark that on your calendar, the weekend, the second weekend of September. So uh, and if God willing, the world is, uh, is at a place we could do this. Let's make it happen. It'd be fun. Empire of Spiders. Wow. Sounds creepy crawly. Wow. Uh, says, hey, mate. Hey. Hello from Australia. Australia. Love the vids. Appreciate uh, you, man. Thank you, man. Thank you from Australia. Australia now, they live in good life down there, man. They don't have the vid, man. Yeah, I know, they don't even know what we're talking about. They don't about. even know. They're like, like video? Like, like what, like a VHS yeah, tape like, or something? what are you talking about? No, they, <laughs> Australia did it right, man. They, uh... They did it. They, they locked they, down hard. They squashed and, it like immediately and they didn't have to deal with the pain and anxiety that we had to deal with here in the United States. For way and I too really long. feel like, you know, like we blew that one really bad. But uh, but I miss Australia really, really, really bad. I can't wait to take Jay and Anthony dude, to Australia. Um, <laughs> it's going to be such Lori, a blast. Yeah, dude. Lori's come once of the nine times. Noah's never came, has he? Noah hasn't come, so I'd like to have Noah yeah, come for sure. Noah crew, would love maybe. it. And uh, Lori's only been once of the nine times I've been to Australia. So uh, it'd be nice to maybe have uh, that, you know, it'd be me and, you know, Lori, yeah. Noah, Jay, Anthony, um, and go just go, yeah, just go and have a good time down there. It'd be really cool. So, so uh, stay tuned, man. We're going to get down there as soon as uh, life allows it. Crazy Days says, what can I fit in a 24 long by 12 high by 18 wide? Not sure what to put in it. Any thoughts? 
I mean, there's there's a gazillion things you could put in it. Well, something uh, cool. Hit them with. I mean, you know, it could be from geckos to smaller snake species to, you know, uh, you know, obviously Aki monitors could go. Oh, that's a like good that. one, dude. Um, you know, Aki's uh, are great yeah. and super underrated too, guys. Yeah. Like literally, imagine yeah. having Elvis, but like in the size of a gecko. Like yeah. it's crazy. No, it is really cool. I mean, there's a lot of and, and there's not just Aki's when it comes to dwarf monitors too. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah, of I've just really never cool. seen the other ones. Yeah, the other ones are are cool as well. They're just more expensive. So, I mean, there's a lot of options when you get to that size enclosure. You know, um, it, it, it's just it goes on. You could do frogs in there. You know, I mean, you could do all kinds of stuff. So. You got lots of options. You got to narrow it down a little bit more, and then we can help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rare dog says, "Welcome to um, welcome to your Saturday night religious experience with Brian. Uh If the masses only knew how amazing your services were, uh, with all your amazing stories, this podcast would blow up. It's like a reading from a ball python Bible." Well, thank you so much. Hell yeah! I, I, you know, I'm I'm hoping that everyone will give ten percent ties (laughs) to to, to the super chat. (laughs) So ten percent of your income for the week. Let's uh, let's donate. Hallelujah! (laughs) Hallelujah! No, uh, I appreciate that, and I never, you know, I I don't, I don't, I don't want you guys to give me ten percent of your money. I want you to keep that. Brian just likes dodging compliments. That's what it is. No, and I do appreciate you, and um, yeah, it's it's been fun. You know, listen, we kind of discovered this solo. You know, side. We talk solo, about it, but it's but me it and is Jay, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and we we discovered this through necessity because of COVID. We we really planned on having the Saturday nights be uh, a guest. Every you know, been wondering. Obviously, was the title of the the weekend, and um, and it's turned into solo. And 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 I think we'll keep this to some extent. Hundred. Uh, whether it's on a Saturday night or we'll probably keep a solo because you know there's a lot of, uh, you know, and and listen, you know, people think of me mainly as a snake guy or reptile guy. And I am, you know, there's no doubt about that. That's my main passion, but I have a lot of curiosities in life about a lot of different things that we can talk about and, and I can share. And, and the thing that's really crazy is that, you know, Lori and I talk about this from time to time is that our life experiences have been crazy. I mean, like, you know, really, it's really crazy. I mean, the things that we've been able to do, the things we've been able to see, the people we've been able to meet, um, I know Jay and I just a, a few weeks ago, like, you know, we're talking about music stuff and, and, and I was like, you know who I should reach out to is Slash. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, I'm and, like, wait, and what? Yeah. Like, and he's like, what? You know, Slash. And I'm like, yeah. So I literally messaged Slash and like 15 minutes later, he messages me back, you know, and so it's, it's just crazy to just think of all the, you know, today I, I had, you know, a kid in, and that was into hockey, you know, like a little kid that's probably like seven years old. He's yeah. plays hockey. And, and I was like, yeah, you know, I've got some friends. As a matter of fact, I just sent, you know, part Patrick Marlowe. I just sent him a snake a couple weeks ago. And, and, you know, Burns, he's one of my, my best friends. And, and, you know, on and on and on. And it's, uh, so it's been a wild life. And, and so we, we've got a lot to talk about. We could talk about things for ever, literally. for a long, long time. All right. What we got next? Oh, actually, uh, Mac tagged me in this one. A mad veteran had, uh, com- he didn't comment before. So this is his comment ah. for a super chat. It says, Hey, Brian, how are you doing, man? I hope all is well with you and your family. Just a question. How come I search on the web for boa constrictor, like a red tail boa, uh, temperatures? And they all say different temperatures. So maybe <laughs> instead of why, because that's yeah. uh, with a lot of reptile stuff, it's yeah. a lot of people are all over. What is a correct temperature that you could put a red tail? Yeah, so I mean, you know, the basic rule of thumbs for a lot of boas. Now, this is very general, so I'm not going to tell you like, oh, no, now you got to do it. You know, yeah, yeah. but you know, you're looking at lower 80s as the cool side, and upper to lower 90s, upper 80s to lower 90s for the hot spot. That's that's a general rule of thumb. If you stay somewhere in that range, probably 85 percent of boas 
will live and thrive at that temperature Got it. gradient. Uh, there are exceptions. You know, there are some boids that need it cooler. There are some boids that need it warmer. But for the most part, lower 80s, cool side, upper 80s, lower 90s, hot side. If you live and die by that, you're probably going to do well almost all of the time, to there be totally go. honest with you. If someone's radically outside that that framework, they probably don't know what they're talking about, unless you're getting into cloud forest animals like bolands, pythons, or something right. like that, that might need some more specific things. things. Diamond pythons, you know, obviously, you know, diamond pythons can go down into the really upper 30s at night. That's so crazy. Um, you know, so, so, you know, certain species are certainly different, but that is the general rule of thumb and even diamond pythons you may not breed them if you keep them at 80 to 90 but they're going to live their entire life and thrive at that temperature there you go and yeah, yeah that's that makes total sense yeah. uh little bogus says my boys are driving me crazy today this is such a nice break from the shenanigans <laughs> always love the podcast you know what i say just give him a big smack yeah big old spike that's what i used to do with noah when he bothered me last week i smacked <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no yeah. no don't ever don't do that please <laughs> I, I was beaten as a child so. yeah so please don't do that and look at me. I'm a mental mess. So, yeah, beating uh, usually doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, beating doesn't. Well, I mean, it could. I don't know. But, I mean, it didn't work for me. Let's just put it that way. But uh, but I'm glad that I can be a distraction. That's uh, that's it, it, We all need that. Uh, our boy Josh Fennellan says, we Josh, are bringing the family next weekend for our daughter's oh, birthday man. present. She has oh. to go to the Reptarium and wants a tool from Brian. Oh, oh that's man. cool. That I so, hope to see you, man. That is so sweet, man. I, ho- I hope... Uh, I hope I'll be here. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> no, I'll be. I'll be here. Uh, I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, we we hope to make a trip down to Florida at some point, but it's just a matter of when. Yeah. Um, you know, again, it's so. This is the you know not to get too far off track here, and we'll get back no, to the chats in a second. But uh, the problem is, is like for ten months we've been pretty good, right? We've yeah. Been, you know, we went on a little trip. You know, that was kind of it's still in a bubble, right? I mean, I mean totally. You know, in a like bubble. we're in a bubble. We're in an RV. You know, uh, but. And we, we obviously were in Vegas, but even in Vegas, we were in mass the whole time. But for the most part, it was just the four of us in a bubble and, and we stopped at a few places. But but uh, uh, but but for 10 months, we've done pretty well. So I kind of feel like we're at the I, I, and I could be wrong, but I feel like we're at the end of this coronavirus, you know, here in the U.S. It's, and what I mean by that, it, I, we've got a ways to go. Yeah, but, but yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. You know. It, it, it's not it, the beginning for sure. <laughs> no, no. And, and, and if we, you know, if, if the new administration does follow through with the hundred million dosages within a hundred days, not, not doses, but hundred million people inoculated within a hundred days, um, you know, you start doing the math and you start saying, okay, a hundred million we've, you know, by time, you know, next week's when, when the new administration is in, we're probably going to be at 15, 18 million people already. So we're getting close to a, let's say in a hundred days from there, 120 million people have been inoculated. Then you already have 30, 40, maybe even 50 million people that have caught the, the, the virus. virus. Yeah. So they um, have antibodies. You know, between yeah. what is, 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 is the people that have been tested and people that haven't been tested. So we're talking about maybe 160 to 170 million people have now antibodies. You would think that in three months we would really start to be turning the corner, right? Yeah. I so agree. my point is, is that do we want to make decisions now when we're so close to the end? <laughs> I don't I don't know. You know, what I mean, it's almost like, when do we want to go? I, I still am hoping 
maybe March, you know, maybe the end of February, March, we can get down to Florida. But, but we also know that Florida is, is pretty wild. You know what I mean? They're, they're pretty wild <laughs> yeah, down yeah. there. And part of me wants to go there so bad because they're like, you get down <laughs> to South Florida, you, you, you know, you might have like, to you want to share a drink with me, man. Yeah. They're <laughs> like, kissing yeah. and they're partying and, and, you know, the French kissing strangers. And, <laughs> it sounds and, like a uh, good time. Yeah. It's like, it sounds like a place I want to go, but, uh, <laughs> but I'm not sure I'm ready for that. So, uh, so outside of that, I will be here at the Reptarium, uh, and uh, so I look forward to seeing you next weekend. Uh, I think it's Weldon Tanks. It's supposed Weldon to be like Tanks. well done, but oh, uh, yeah, nice. it's a good name. Uh, it says, your inspiration helped me start my own channel revolving around my fish breeding, and now oh, I own sweet. my own shop. Went after oh, my, my passion, oh, and man. I got it. That's awesome, man. I love, I love, 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 love stories like that. And and, and now it's your turn. Uh, your turn to, to to take that ball and run with it, please. Pass you know it to I mean? someone else you know too, I mean? man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't hold that to yourself. You've got your YouTube channel, so definitely do that. Send us a link, and we'll we'll shout you out. Um, use that inspiration of you following your passion, doing what you love, you know, and 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 make other people inspire other people to do it because, you know, listen, that's what life is about. You know, is so is, is is waking up in the morning and 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 being excited about what you do, you know, and, and, uh, although, you know, obviously this year has been difficult for me, uh, mentally, uh, uh, I still love what I do, you know what I mean? And, and I know that there will be happiness, peace, tranquility, all those things, neutrality, a gratefulness to a level that I've never, all those things will happen in the future to me a hundred percent of the time. Um, you know, am I there right now? No, I'm not, you know, as a matter of fact, it's been a tough week. Uh, yeah, this last sure. week has been a tough last eight, nine days. I, I've regressed a little bit with anxiety. It's been a little bit troublesome. Um, but, uh, but I still have the same positive outlook that, that will do it. So, uh, so now that you've achieved, uh, and are living your dream, now it's time for you to inspire others to do the same. Oh, so true, man. Um, let me see. Brandon says, I fell in love with reptiles because of Steve Irwin. And mm -hmm. since he passed, the world yeah. lacked an ambassador for these beautiful animals until you. Much love. You know, I mean, it's <sighs> it's always difficult when I hear that. Um, because number and, and by the way, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, it's difficult because I, 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 like Jay said, I don't take compliments <laughs> well. It's probably because of a self-worth issues. Quite, yeah. quite frankly, I don't think... Uh, you know, that I deserve, uh, those compliments. Um, and, and I'm trying to get to a point, uh, where I can accept those compliments without feeling uncomfortable and thinking I'm not deserving of it, you know? And, and it's a difficult thing, you know, because that's one of the things I struggle with the most people. Sometimes people are very surprised to hear that about me is that, you know, my self-worth and my self-confidence is really bad. Uh, and that's from, you know, you know, youth and, and being raised. It's called the being, inner critic, man. Yeah. You, you gather all these things your whole life yeah. of what everyone says to you. You know, you're going to fail, you yeah. suck, you're stupid, yeah. whatever. And you wear that inside yeah. as like this armor that yeah. you believe, hey, I'm a piece of shit. This is what yeah. people said. But that ain't you saying that. You know you're not or you wouldn't yeah. try to do things. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough thing, right? It, yeah, it's it really huge. is. And, and uh, so thank you. And, and uh, you, what I've said is that Steve Irwin, really his impact on wildlife and, and people's passion uh, for all animals uh, will probably never be rivaled, right? No. Uh, I don't think there is a next Steve Irwin. Now, there's different, you know, there's, you know, the Perkins of the past and obviously my one of my heroes, uh, Sir David Attenborough. David Attenborough. Um, 
you know, uh, the Nigel Marvins and Jeff Corwins and all these other people that have done amazing things and, 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 and they all have attributed to things. But I don't think that there's one individual that has more impact. Uh, maybe David Attenborough, uh, I, 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 because of the length of time. You know, David Attenborough has been doing it in, yeah. in, on the top of his game for 60 years, 70 years. I don't even know when David Attenborough started, but I know he's in his mid-90s now, and he's been going since his 20s, so I'm assuming it's close to seven decades. Uh, Steve, you know, was a pretty quick thing. You know, he had, you know, 15, 12, 15 years of, of exposure before he passed, and, uh, and, and, and man, was he, uh, he was on fire. Now, the one thing I will say though, is that, and I've, and this is just a, maybe a question for you guys, uh, in the chat or in the comment section is that would Steve Irwin have survived nope. <laughs> the new world? You know, Steve Irwin was around before the internet, before social media, before cancel culture, uh, and all before that cancer stuff. culture. And, and we all remember when Steve, uh, took Bindi out and fed a crocodile, how much hate he got. Uh, in the mainstream media, and that was before Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And, and and I wonder, not to mention the dynamic of television changing so much, we saw that Brave Wilderness, Coyote Peterson, uh, put out a, a you know, kind of docudrama um, wildlife series, uh, not docudrama, really docu-wildlife series of, of travel adventure, and it was done very well by a very charismatic guy like, like coyote and uh, do it on um, top too you know and like a guy a that shoot. has a giant following and it failed miserably on animal mm. planet um you know so so you wonder would steve be the legend he is today if he was still alive i don't know the answer i would like to think yes i would like to think that steve was smart enough to adapt to the new environment yeah. um but i don't know you know i also i know the family obviously i know his dad very well um, and I know that Steve would, from what I understand, Steve would have probably not been on social media at all. Yeah. Like period, like nothing. Like he, he was so, uh, like laser focused at being in the wild and wildlife and the, and, and saving things. I doubt that he would have wasted one minute of his time on Instagram. Um, but I could be wrong, you know? And, and then the next question would be, could he have survived if he didn't waste a minute of his life on Instagram? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, but, uh, but in a way, um, uh, I, I would like nothing more than to have Steve still alive and, and still pursuing all the things that he pursued. Yeah. Um, but in a way it's kind of like Elvis Presley, right? You know, it's like when someone dies, they get immortalized. Jimi Hendrix, uh, you know, uh, uh, the doors. With yeah. It's Jimmy like, you Morrison. don't overstay your welcome. You Some know, people and, like and, overstay their welcome. Yeah. Almost, and, and, you know, David like, and David Attenborough has bucked that trend and he's been for great sure. forever, you know, and, and, uh, would Steve have been that way? I don't know, you know, but I think that, um, uh, you know, he's a legend and, and, and he will always be a legend now. And, and I, I don't think there'll be anyone that can ever, ever replace that. No, ever. I agree. I think it'll be a consortium of, of many, many, many people filling that, that huge vacuum. Footprint, yeah. Um, so yeah, but thank you. I know I was, it was long winded. No, you're good. Get that off. Uh, rare dog came back. You're going to have to help me get through this one, Bri. Uh Oh, okay. Where it says, I, I have it on my phone. I'm okay, sorry, good. but no, okay. just tell me if you know what he's talking about. Cause I have no idea. So it says as a side note, I'm your host in July. Just so you know who Rare oh, okay. Dog that would probably be at the Mike wheel the Mike, is. Mike Wilbanks thing, yeah. I think. I, okay, that's what I was thinking yeah. too. And it says it's Devi. Devi. 
So literally can't wait to see you and Jay. So gotcha. Excellent. Okay. Perfect. I think, Perfect. I think yeah. that's it. That's great. Well, uh, that sounded good. I can't wait for it too. And I, I, and you know, I know Oklahoma don't give no shits. No shits. Uh, when we, uh, you know, visited <laughs> Oklahoma, it was definitely like, uh, another I world. Mean, they were like, what, what you got that fucking mask on? You, you're like, what well, ain't even trick or treat yet, man. <laughs> yeah. What, what are you guys doing with those masks on? <laughs> yeah. Uh, dude, cool. I, I loved Oklahoma. I love it. I've been there before that. Obviously I've been to Oklahoma a number of times. Um, and, uh, so I, I'm super, super looking forward to that barbecue and by July, by golly, you better be able to be out there. Uh, <laughs> That's right, man. Even if we have to have a mask on, you know, I, I'll, I'll, come I'll hang. yeah, lift, just let us come hang out, please. Snakes on the planes. Oh, there it is, man. There he is. It there says, is. LOL, I came right, I came in right when you were talking about boas on the plane. <laughs> That's awesome. There you go. You're, you're, you're meant to be here, man. I appreciate you very much. High Class Python says, what's up, guys? Brian, I just switched to Reptile Prime because oh, nice. of what you do. Um, well, thank you. You do. When your snakes are in shed, does it matter if the substrate gets in their mouth? No, it's it's going to happen, you know, yeah, it's and it's, nature, it's, it's not it's not a, a problem at all. I mean, you figure, you know, snakes in the wild are going to, you know, get stuff in their mouth and stuff like that. Um, so, no, it's not a problem. And they can. The thing that's nice about Reptile Prime is that it's small enough they can pass it. Yeah, so without they, impaction. If they ingest it. So if you've got a rodent that has a little saliva on it, the rodent gets wet, they ingest it. Uh, I've never had any ever impacted from it so i personally i'm not saying hey there's a lot of options out there a lot of coconut options a lot of things and there's a lot of great things to do uh i do we personally use reptile prime so yes. obviously i don't use it just because it's my company i use it because i like it the best i've used all the other companies i don't like them as much they don't absorb as much um but everyone has its pluses and its minuses you know Reptile Prime is smaller, so it does get in their mouths more. So, uh, so you've got to learn how to use it well. And and uh, but uh, but but we put our money where our mouth is. Uh, and I buy my product. You know, I mean, I don't buy it by the bag, obviously, because we we manufacture it. But I have to pay for the stuff I use. Sure. I don't get it for free. Um, and so I could switch to another bedding. If I also I think, by the way, it. it like looks great too. Like the colors yeah. of it, it yeah. it's a beautiful tone for yeah. an enclosure. So it's got yeah. good tones to it. Yeah, to me, I like it. So I'm glad you're using it. I hope you like it. Awesome. Uh, two by two reptiles says, mm -hmm. just for love through ten dollars, and then uh, it says Jay number one tip on how to take good pics of animals. Mm -hmm. um, and then he also says cannabis. Uh, sorry. Canopy Growth, CGC, is the ticker for the most stable bet in marijuana space. Only pot stock I'll buy. The oh. rest are a crapshoot. And what I did send again? you. What was it again? Um, it was CGC, Canopy CGC? Growth. CGC? Yeah, and if you, it's funny, too, because I sent you that, uh, that list. Thing, that I list, and it, so. I just did it just before. Oh, just got Because I seen this comment, so it reminded ah, me. Nice. And that's on there, too. That's ah, one of the ones on that? there. there. So that's go. there you go. Double check. Yeah, there's two things I want to invest in. I want to invest in some cannabis uh, uh, stocks, and I want to invest in space stocks. Um, so I was, I was talking about, uh, Virgin Galactic is a, is a, is a, a, a long play. <laughs> these are long plays. I mean, these are right. 10 year investments. These aren't, you know, I'm not trading these in and out. You know, I, I want to put money in something that's going to, you know, yeah. in the next 10 years when it's federalized uh, marijuana legal, um, you know, stock that's going to go up. And I think the same thing, I think that the space, um, tourism, uh, world is, is going to be crazy in the next 10 years. I agree. I think people are in, I think that, you know, obviously SpaceX, you know, Virgin Galactic, uh, are the two companies that probably are leading the way. Obviously SpaceX is leading quicker. Um, but I think Virgin Galactic is, is second in charge there. And, uh, so yeah, those are my two stock plays for you guys. And then, uh, for your tip on taking good photos, I always underexpose my photos 
preserve all your highlights and stuff, and you can always bring them back later. And yep. then uh, it's a waiting game. I mean, I come. I mean, I don't take pictures every day, Brian. You know that. Yep, I mean, nope. I might take one picture every two, three weeks that yep. I'm like, oh, cool. It looks like it's in a good spot. The lighting's good there, and so it's a waiting game. But uh, yeah, underexposed and bring it up and post, baby. That's there just you go, that's baby. shit. There it is. Uh, Blue Devil says, "Hey, Brian and Jay. Brian, I love the daily vlog and your passion for animals. Where do Thank you stand you. with getting otters?" Well, I mean, standing right, right in front oh, of the otters no, for I'm, sure. I'm working, dying for otters. I was looking, you know, Blake, <laughs> Blake down at Blake's Exotics has yeah, yeah. some otter, has at least one otter. I don't know if he has more. So I keep watching his Instagram feed with this fucking little otter, and and it's just killing me. It's Dude, I see him all over me. TikTok. They're oh, fucking gosh, crazy, adorable. Are, yeah, I mean, listen, you know, it, it's going to depend on a lot of different things. It's going to yes. depend on in when and if. <laughs> More like when we expand the reptarium and if it's feasible, you know, is it possible to keep these in the right way, keep the animals healthy, keep the animals happy? Um, what, what value does it bring to the reptarium? Um, and, um, if, if, if all the check marks like the sloth was all check marked, um, then we're going to get them. You know, so I'm not going to get them because I want them, because if that was the case, it, I would get them. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, they, it's got to make sense to get them. You know, I, I know people sometimes think I, I remember seeing a comment, <laughs> not that I care about comments. No, no, much, no. But, but I remember see seeing it. a comment, something like, you know, you're so selfish for getting that sloth. You know, your personal, you know, sh shouldn't, you know, your personal drive shouldn't be, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, and uh, number one, I could care less what that person thought. Number two, um, it's not, it's not, I mean, it makes sense. You know I mean? It, it, it makes a hundred percent sense. We, you know, our sloth exhibit is better than probably 90% of the zoos. Any of the ones I've sloths. seen, yeah. Um, and, and, and Drogo is thriving like you can't believe. We, we spend unbelievable amount of time. <laughs> dude, he was cute today, man. When I was mopping yeah. in there, dude, yeah, he was just, like yeah. coming right down. And, you know, listen, I don't hang out with uh, Drogo as much, right? Because yeah. I'm, I'm usually just running around and stuff. So, like, I don't know, like, how he acts completely. Yeah. So, like, it's I was like. he's like that, isn't it? Yeah, he came down by me, and I'm, like, trying to keep an eye on him. But he was good, man. He's a good guy. It drove cool. us great, you know. But, Adorable. Uh, but so that's the same thing with the otters. I'm not just going to get them because I, I want an otter. I mean, you can't even imagine why how much I want otters. But, uh, but if it doesn't make sense uh, and we can't give them what they need to thrive, uh, we will not get otters. And, and that's just going to be, it's going to be something that probably takes months much like we did with drogo you know to even years out uh yeah. yeah just you know i've got to learn how to take care of them do can we give them what they need and then what value does it bring to the reptarium to have otters other right. than just me saying hey i've got otters. yeah and being like uh, oh these are cute as hell yeah. cute, you know because i mean hey listen i i'd like to have emus and giraffes you know it doesn't make a lot of sense <laughs> awesome linda says hi brian thank you for what you do well thank you i appreciate you for uh, supporting us i mean like i said you got to remember that I can't do, I can do, I could do everything I do now without your support, but I couldn't sustain it. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? exactly. Like I can't do a daily vlog if you guys aren't watching. I can't do a podcast if you guys aren't supporting it. I can't do Instagram if you got, you, you know, see what I'm saying? It's like, I, I, I would educate on the corner of the road <laughs> for free if you guys weren't supporting me doing this, right. you know? So it's not like I would, would stop trying to get people to love reptiles because I would, you know, die doing, I this, would do yeah. whatever, but, but you guys give me the platform and the ability to take it to a level that I couldn't do without you. So, right. um, so don't think you guys, I mean, from the, 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 the person that watches and doesn't comment to the person that comments every day to the person that 
donates to my Patreon to, you know, whatever level you are, you're a part it's of still it, yeah. a part of it. You know, even if you're a lurker and never have ever commented on a video of mine, but watch every day, you're still a very important part. And, and every person is, is on a different level. Uh, and, and as one, uh, you guys give me the voice that I need. Beautiful. Uh, Jake says, Hey Brian and Jay, yesterday I bought a pastel pied, Two albino cinnamon ball pythons from you, as well as oh. a scaleless Texas rat. Jesus. I know. This dude's blow. I'm going to call him blow money fast. That's freaking stimmy season. Yeah, yeah, stimmy yeah. season's dude, in, man. Yeah, dude. Stimmy season. No, th- uh, dude, thank you. I mean, fuck. And he can't wait till they arrive. Love you guys. Thanks for everything. Well, I tell you what. I will uh, personally make sure that I'm involved with packing those animals for you. And uh, I can't thank you enough. And please, please, please reach out to us if you have any questions about them. But we'll make sure we get you some amazing animals and uh, ones that you're going to love for a very long time. So seriously, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Roberta says, sending much love to you both. After we move to the new house and sell the old house, I am so getting a female for my banana butter enchi. You are so inspirational. Oh, well, thank you so much. And, 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 you know, listen, in the housing market right now, you shouldn't have a problem selling your house. Uh, I think you'll sell it pretty quick. And, uh, and uh, I'm sure you'll be able to buy one. So I can't wait to get you a female for that animal. Tim Gibbs says, I want to uh, specialize in albinos and pides and yeah. Uh, yeah. other morphs and species. Do you think that is a good market to stay in? Yeah, it's for a great sure, market. Dude. You know, it's, it's it, people are always going to buy pides, you know, and they're always going to buy albinos. So, yeah, it's um, like a foolproof. Yeah, almost, it's, yeah it's, 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 you know, you're, you're taking two of the most popular mutations. And if you can then produce uh, different combos of pides and different combos of albinos, um, you know, keeping in mind the albinos are a little limited. And what I mean by that is that, you know, you know, they don't look dramatically different, right? Yeah. You know, an albino pied looks different than an albino, but so many of the other mutations have lead in. Yeah, yeah, they're just so so. There's not as much dynamic range in al- albino, yeah, like a pastel um, albino or something like that's going to look. Yeah, like yeah, an but but there's enough to still do that. You can do very well with those two mutations if you're mixing lots of different things into them. But I think the pieds are always uh, always a great. I mean, you you could you literally cannot have enough pie ball ball pythons. That's <laughs> so. It's yeah. literally true. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Jimmy's reptiles through a dollar just for love. Thank you, Jimmy. Appreciate you, Jim. Uh, our boy Dev's in the building. Wild boy Dev. What's up, up, Dev? Uh, just happen in while I do some work with Taco. Yeah, uh, Taco. We gotta see it uh, soon because it's been a a pretty good long time, right? Yeah, it's getting big. I've seen some some videos. He sends videos and stuff like that. And um, I know he sent me a picture uh, a day or two ago of uh, banana. Uh, Mojave, maybe possibly a Mojave something or other that he was thinking about getting. Uh, it was just a really beautiful snake. And I think it might have maybe came into a pet shop or something like that. It's just a normal banana. And um, it definitely was a pretty snake. Dope. Uh, Sherry says, wish I had a cool reptile comment. Sorry. Uh, only sending positive vibes to you and all the work family. Thank you for all the positivity you display on all your platforms. Better days are on the ways. Thank you. I agree. And thank you. And that's, you know, listen, um, you know, although I struggle uh, from time to time, obviously with mental health, with anxiety, um, I still try to have a really positive outlook. And I do yeah. think better days are ahead. Uh, some days it's difficult. You know, you guys are probably going to get a video here in the next four or five days that are is a little bit heavy. I'll just warn you about it now. Um, it's a piece I filmed actually yesterday that won't go into a vlog for a few more days because we're trying to decide what exactly where that belongs. Um but uh, yeah, yesterday wasn't a great day, uh, yeah. and the day before wasn't a great day. Uh, today's better, and I'm glad that I can spend this time with you guys feeling better. 
Um, but, uh, but you know, positivity is, I mean, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Right. Like you can cry and, 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 and feel sorry for yourself, or you can just try to somehow get through the day and know that tomorrow will be better or maybe it won't, but it will be someday, you know, and, and, you know, keep that positive attitude and, and, uh, but I, I think the message is really important to me to, for people to understand that you can have everything you want. You know what I mean? Like I yeah, literally yeah, yeah. couldn't ask for a better life. I have great people like Jay that are in my life. I've got great family like Noah and Lori and Jade. I've got um, great crew with BHB. I've got an live unbelievable. Your dream. I live my dream. I, I've got amazing animals. <laughs> all I've you got guys, all these types yeah. of things. Yeah, all you guys. And you can still struggle, you know, it doesn't make sense. And that's why it's so you know, important and, to talk about. Yeah, and, and, and that's what I want people to understand, you know, and I know sometimes people get pissed that I talk about it or I'm going to be like, oh, I would look like a little crybaby, you know. It's like you don't understand, man. It's like, you know, have some empathy for people. And, and, and if someone like me that has everything that they want can struggle, can you only imagine how bad someone struggles that has, has been ha, that everything has been taken away from them, yep. which has happened to a lot of people in the last 10 months. People that have worked their entire life for a dream have had that ripped away from them because of the government decision to shut their business down, uh, whether it's a bar owner or a restaurant owner in certain states or, or gyms pop, or, like or whatever. General store. I mean, yeah, there's knows, tons dude. of stuff that has been shut down in Michigan in particular and a yeah, lot of other the states. The idea so. that anyone thinks that any business besides a big business or something some random you know luck yeah. can survive for this long i mean that's crazy you know yeah. what i mean like a mom and pop restaurant it's just impossible i mean yeah impossible. i mean they're, they're they you know they, that's the estimates in michigan and michigan's been pretty strict i mean you know obviously there's been other states have been strict too but but uh there's estimates about 40 percent of the restaurants and bars will shut down forever forever Never. and like you said that's so, that was somebody's reptarium that was yep. their dream they were like that i went to culinary dream. school you know maybe went to the navy i cooked there and now yep. i'm making my own shop so yep. i can support my family and now it's it's gone yeah it's so heavy so if someone like me that did thrive during these times and, and, and has done well can suffer. Uh, you have to have unbelievable empathy for the people that are losing their livelihoods. And, um, and I do, I do. Yeah. And, and so that's my message is that, you know, I want people to understand that everyone can suffer and, um, and you have to have empathy, but also, um, you can't give up, yeah. you know, and, 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 and no matter how bad it seems, um, you got to push through and, and get to the other side and the other side will always be brighter. You know, we, we never know how close we are to the best times of our life. Uh, and, and that's what I'm praying for. And, and I believe is that the best times of my life are ahead. Will says, uh, buying a snake for the boy, California King or Hognose? Honest. Uh, I want your opinion. Ooh. Well, you know, so it's a little bit tough. I don't know how old the boy is. Um, you know, I think hognose are overall a better snake for, for a pet. Keeping in mind, and this is a something that you just have to be honest about, is they, they are venomous, right? They yeah. do carry some venom. It's a rear fang. They don't have uh, injection, pressurized dr injection systems to inject venom. It seeps into if they chew on you. Hognose almost never bite. I mean, it's so rare for them to bite. I've never even heard of But I mean, yeah. they do. They do bite, but it's very rare. Uh, but so, so that's just something as a parent you have to keep in mind, you know, is that, um, now I've been bit and chewed on by hundreds of hognose. Uh, and the only time I ever get bit is when I'm feeding, right? You know, when you're feeding, they'll do it. But some people do have allergic reaction, anaphylactic reactions to it. And no one's ever died. It's never anything like that. But, but just keep in mind that that's something to think about 
with children, you know, yeah. that, that there is always that possibility. I do still think hog nose is the better choice. Um, but you have to keep, you have to keep every, all those things in mind, but cow Kings can be amazing as well. Uh, Greg asks, uh, well, says, I love this podcast and your channel. I'd love to get your reaction on the super red pied corn snakes that I see in Europe. I'm, I don't know if it's a uh, pied side like we have here. I would assume it's not. Um, well, I don't know if there's a, a another thing that that he's talking about about that's what blood, blood red or diffused pied sides. I, I don't know if there's like a super red that I don't know about. Yeah. Like is, is is in Europe? Are they have they developed a, a line that I'm just not aware of? Which is always possible. If you're talking about just the the diffused blood red pied sides that we've been working with for 15 years uh, and gotten better. I mean, they're freaking gorgeous. I mean, they're absolutely amazing. So, uh, uh, but if there's something else, I'd love, you know, send me a link. I'd love to see them if there's something else that I don't know about. Perfect. Okay, just give me one second. Sorry, I was just checking to make sure. No, that's no problem. Didn't message me. Um, Liam says, can you talk about Cayman lizards? I'd like to solo podcast. Keep it going. Oh, thank you so much. I'm glad you like it. Uh, Cayman lizards are really cool. Uh, the thing that people, faves, yeah, yeah, the thing that people have to understand is that they are aquatic. Very. Uh, I mean, dude, today, like ma mango, yeah, oh yeah, dude, was it was all over so place, cute, man. man. So like, I don't know if you guys ever seen those like infinity pools where they have yeah, the jets yeah. that push back. Yeah. Well, we have obviously the filter jet there, and he was yeah. doing that today. He was just swimming into it for like high speed. It was awesome, man. Yeah, he was really active today. But literally, like, mango will spend. 95% of his life in the water. Completely submerged and, uh, besides yeah, his nose, yeah. yeah. And, and, and so that's one thing that a lot of people don't understand with Cayman lizards. They give them more terrestrial uh, environments. So, um, but but besides that, they, they're amazing and they can be very tame. They can be tr target trained. Um, you know, they're really cool animals, you know, but just, just remember you need a lot of water to keep them happy. Um, so if you're keeping them in a terrestrial cage with a water dish, they're probably not happy. There you go. Um, let me see who we got next. Uh, Jordan says you need to check out Andrew Unk. Andrew Sorry. Unks, yeah, I know. Or is I it Uckles? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, Uckles actually. Uckles so, yeah, on yeah, YouTube. Andrew okay. Uckles, yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know much about Andrew Uckles other than the fact that you know he's done some crazy stuff. There's no doubt about that. Um, he, 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 and boy, I hope this, you know, this gets back to him. I'm sure he'll hate me forever. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, and, and I don't want to judge him. I just know that he's had a couple swings at TV deals. You know, when, when we were on Venom Hunters, he had a series being produced, uh, on discovery at the same exact time. Um, and they canned him because, uh, he was a head case. Uh, and, and that came from an executive that I know at discovery. Um, he had a gig at history channel for a minute and they canned him because, he was hard to work with uh, for some reason or something happened. I'm not sure. Uh, and then there was even an animal planet deal that kind of was about and then got canceled because of some. So, so, you know, there's something going on there. I don't know what, what's happening. He's a dynamic guy. He's a, he seems to be very passionate about animals, does some really interesting things. Uh, I've watched a lot of his YouTube videos and, and I don't personally know him, so I'm not passing any judgment on him. And, uh, and, 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 uh, I was always surprised that he didn't make it big, uh, off of YouTube because he seemed like he was, he had everything that everyone wanted wanted yeah. you know um wild crazy yeah like almost doing, like checked all the boxes right yeah i mean especially in this world sensational he would do things that normal people would not do you know yeah. like very dangerous things that that even steve Irwin would never do so i thought like in this world that he would have been the perfect fit but for some reason and like i said i know that discovery invested a considerable amount of money this wasn't like hey we're going to shoot a pilot <sighs> it was like a 10-part series wow 
and they were deep, deep, deep in that series when they when they and it, it yeah. was never aired anywhere ever, you know. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what the deal is with that dude. And uh, but I'd like to meet him one day and talk to him. And maybe his story is that the networks are effed, you know, which, which is, is probably is possible, completely you know? possible. Yeah. And uh, and he may be, uh, he, he, you know, it, it, at this world. I mean, I don't know what he's doing now on YouTube. If he's still doing stuff for a while, he was killing it on YouTube, and then he kind of went away from it's it. Crazy. For I never a long even time. heard of him. That's nuts. so. Uh, I don't know if he's doing anything now uh, or not i don't know if you're talking about his older videos uh i'll have to take a look but uh but one day i'd, I'd love to to hang out and just chat with the dude to be totally honest with you because he was a he was a definitely a wild very passionate animal guy brandon says i purchased a female grand, green anaconda from megan at megaconda mm -hmm. she'd be a great guest one day she has albino anacondas yeah we did uh we did a, a snake bites episode on her uh, years oh, ago. Wow. Interesting. So, so yeah, so I was out at her place and we, we featured her on a snake bites episode. Um, and yeah, the albino anacondas came from, uh, the Ben Rennick collection. Um, so I don't know where she's at with that. You know, she's, she's also, she's Jeff Kelly's, um, uh, sister from oh, El Segunda wow. Pythons. Uh, so she, yeah, she's, she does some great things with anacondas. No doubt about it. Kings collage says, uh, love to you and Lori from Missouri. Oh, thank I like you saying so much. It's fun. been a while since I've been to Missouri. Misery. Uh, yeah, misery, as I, I think, like what, to call it. Last time we went to Texas, we went through Missouri? Yeah, we went through Missouri, but uh, last time I stopped was, of course, Missouri. Oh, St. Louis. Like, yeah, yeah, well, St. Louis. Yeah, that's right. We were in St. Louis. That's yeah, right. We stopped in St. Louis. Um, Sykeston. Yeah, I almost forgot. Yeah, Sykeston was, you know, I used to spend a lot of time in Sykeston. That's where Reptile Prime is produced. I uh, haven't been down there in a couple of years, but of course, Sykes also has that the home of the throat rolls, <laughs> yeah, Lam yeah, La yeah. Lamberts. Hell yeah. Uh, I love that place. I miss that place. Little Bogus came back and said, if you could absorb, and this is a good question too, by the mm. way, if you could absorb any trait from an animal, what would it be? I would like to see behind myself like a rabbit, handy for a teacher and mom. Oh yeah. Good, good question, good Bogus. Um, gosh, man. Oh, man, that's a good one. That's a good question. Uh, wow. I don't know, man. That is a really, that's a thinker right there because there's so many attributes, right? Party could be like camouflage to where you can blend in. Party would be, you know, that that heightened sense with the, the Jacobson's organ to be yeah, able yeah. to smell prey from two miles away uh, like a Komodo dragon. Um, you know, venom would be pretty awesome to be able to, to defend yourself. <laughs> What's something you'd um, use in your life right now, though? Like maybe uh, like sticky gecko hands could be pretty sticky cool. Sticky gecko hands Never drop cool. the camera, I actually bro? just saw uh, that they, they're making gloves like that. Can you punch that up? Like <laughs> gecko, gecko hand gloves? Gecko hand gloves. Gecko That's hand badass, gloves. dude. I'm I've, I've, he I've heard like they were just, like some technology just came out. Gecko, gecko hand gloves. Dude, so like So it was like microfiber, like, Gecko like hand. micro, like sticky things, like yeah. micro pads, and and uh, but but I, yeah, I don't know if there's you know where they're at. It was like some technology. I was just literally. Uh, I think I this saw is a video. it. Yeah, I saw a video. Are these it? Yep, that's it. That's there we it go. Right there. Yep. Gecko Get gloves. the hell out of here, yep. dude. And they're using them for all kinds of things. Like sports athletes are starting to talk to like to catch footballs quicker, easier. Uh, obviously, you saw working out for gripping, you know, uh, barbells. <laughs> that's and, so crazy. And they're literally, uh, yeah, they're they're I mean, modeled gecko, after gecko feet. They're modeled after gecko feet. So. Wow. Thank you, uh, reptiles. So yeah, so there you go. That, that might be, be a good that one. That would be a good one. I'd like to be able to climb the the uh, side of a building. I'm down for chameleon tongue, bro. Chameleon you don't have to get yeah, up to yeah, eat. Yeah, you just like, oh, yeah, there's something on the counter, bloop, and there yeah. you go. Yeah, if you want an extra slice of pizza. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, uh, dude. I'm just too, I'm yeah, I just I'm full. Get, I don't want to get over to that other side <laughs> over there. Let's just go ahead and blap that thing. Yeah, that might be a good one. All right. Uh, next up, uh, Brian Chase through a dollar for love. Appreciate you, Brian. Thanks, Chase. 
Um, and then we got Kevin Robinson says, Brian, you are so awesome, and we all love you. Thank you. I appreciate you, man. No. Uh, again, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that I'm so bad at compliments. Uh, I know. It's my favorite. I, I, you know, I, 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 I swear to you. It's something I'm working on, you know, it's, and there's this like weird thing, right? Because you, you don't want to be like, oh yeah, I know, <laughs> you know, no, I mean? like, you want to be but, humble, but, but like, but be able to be like, oh man, I really appreciate that and not yeah. feel like weird about it, right, you know? Right, right, right. And that just comes from self-love and self-love is something that I is probably on the tops of my list to, to work on, um, you know, cause I'm so, so focused on everyone else's happiness, you know, yep. and, and trying to keep everyone else happy. And, 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 um, and sometimes I forget that I deserve that too. You do. Yeah, Sony R says, uh, how much do you think one ball Python from that mystery clutch you hatched is worth? Also oh, wow. any updates on those unnamed orange ball pythons? Uh, the new genes? Unfortunately, the orange ball pythons are, they're another lethal gene. We had the one that lived for a couple months and died. Just I Oh, mean, I thought he was talking about the Cine new gene. Is that? Oh, maybe the Cine new gene. You're talking about, the, not yeah. that bright yeah, orange one. I, was talking I think it was crazy. Yeah, those, yeah. those ones are lethal. The, 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 maybe the, the, the new gene animal, we have one of the best ones that are, is breeding this year. So we should be able mm. to really start to unravel that thing. Last year, year, we didn't, did we get a clutch from them? I forget. I, don't I think remember. we got like one or two clutches, but didn't hatch any of hit, the Didn't hit the odds. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like the odds are bad, but it was a bad year for those guys because we bred it to like five females and all five looked like they were going to go. And then like three of the five reabsorbed their follicles <laughs> and it was a, it was a disappointment. So I think we had two small clutches and didn't hit anything good. Uh, this year we have an actual one of the the, the really orange ones that is breeding. Uh, so I'm really excited and, and he seems to be doing well. So I think we're going to have some success there. And then the question before that was. Give me one second. Uh, I, I know to about it. the orange things. But oh, it was about uh, how much would one of those mystery ball yeah, mystery i don't know you know it's, it's i don't know i don't know the, the, the weird thing you guys may not know is that i don't know what anything costs i know that's so like i true. literally don't know what anything costs i don't look at animals as value hardly at all anymore you know i i look at it as like kind of um like i let Lori worry about that so um what they would be worth i don't know i, I mean i wouldn't sell them so it doesn't matter and i guess like we wouldn't know until we fully knew what was in there right right like, there might be something in there that's going to be the next ten thousand dollar ball python there might be maybe, or it could be some weird yeah, allele that we didn't right. know existed or yeah, something or you know? it could be you know just a cool combination of animals that we don't understand how it got in there you know maybe i don't i don't really know what they are but they, they're interesting enough to to play with it and, yeah, and not this news, year but next year we're going to breed to some normals right yeah so we'll have some males that carry all the genes that are going to be able to breed to normal uh that'll be cool and and we'll get a a much better understanding of what's going on with that gene because we can start to separate out the 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 multiple genes that are potentially in there and um start to 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 do it but i think that there might be it might be linked to the pinstripe gene okay and what i mean by that is that i remember years ago uh a guy that bought an original pinstripe from some of my original bloodlines was more freckly and he was producing just some normal pinstripes that were wild looking wow, like okay. super freckly out but unfortunately he just never took it like he produced them for two or three years and then he got out of the business and and, and, and i think it just was kind of like he got broomed. sold as a pet like, or something yeah, I think yeah he's like broomed his collection away and, and and no one ever worked with that project again and i'm wondering if because i've had a couple pinstripes that have popped up that we're raising up that are are the same type of thing like really unusual looking like freckly pinstripes that reminded me of that guy's pinstripes 
pinstripes. Yeah, and then and like I'm red stripe yellow belly maybe added in there could. Yeah, make so that. I think that that gene might be the influencing gene uh, of what's going on with the mystery animals. So we'll find that out. Uh, you almost wonder, like, is that was that pinstripe carrying something else too? You know, it's right. not impossible. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's so interesting. You know, who knows? You know, but uh, but so so yeah, but you know, that's the thing that's nice about my life these days. Quite frankly, is that I don't have to sell. Uh, something early on because it doesn't matter to me. You know, mm. it's like I'm not, you know, doing it for the money, so to speak. So, uh, so I can just play with these projects for as many years as I want to before I release them. And, and it doesn't have to do with finances at all. Sweet. Uh, Hayden Brown asks, oh, thoughts on getting an echidna yeah. for the reptarium, yeah. being an, a, a yeah. chinoderm mammal which lays eggs. Yeah. I think that would be a cool addition. I don't believe you can get them in the United States. Get out, they're, really? They're, they're adorable. They're, they're an Australian animal. I've seen them. I've held them. It's pretty much a platypus like, with yeah, quills, it almost, right? It almost looks like it. Like the yeah, face and the yeah, hands are just similar. Like yeah. Um, but I, I've never seen one in the United States, not even at a zoo. So I don't know. I, I mean, I'm assuming some zoos have to have them in the U.S., I, but, yeah. uh, but I've never, ever, ever heard of them in, in the private sector. So uh, really cool animals. Uh, but again, Australian, and, and I don't. I think they're unobtainable. You know. All right. Uh, Jimmy's reptiles asks you inspired me, or says you inspired me to work with a lapids in South wow. uh, SA, Australia. I don't know. Uh, no, uh, SA would be South Africa. So, oh, South Africa, Australia. South yeah. Africa. Cool. That's awesome. Well, that, you know, th that's the real lapids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's Australia has real lapids too. I mean, I guess you know, so does Indonesia. But but when I think of a lapids, I think the two lapids that I really think of is uh is black mom black mamba black mamba black mamba and <laughs> uh in in taipans you know east or coastal taipans in particular. Those are the two uh lapids that'll really keep you on your toes. So uh, if you're working with the Black, mam Black Mambas, uh, you're, like you're, doing, you're doing really memory. well. But yeah, be very careful. They are not anything to play with. Uh, Will says, thanks, Brian and Jay. The hognose will be for my 11-year-old, but honestly, it'll be for both of us. Yeah, I think 11 years old is old enough Perfect, to, yeah. to, to, to understand if a snake bites you, don't let it chew on you. Because as yeah. long as you don't let that hognose chew on you, you're not going to be envenomated. Yeah. Um, and, and, and chances of him getting bitten ever is like, a million to I shouldn't say I don't know what the odds are, but it's 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 a long shot. Yeah, it's, it's not going to happen. Small. And if you're doing the feeding, then it's even more long shot. So yeah. so I think you're good. Uh, Greg said, "My mistake, Brian. I must have inexplicably inexplicably forgotten that I've seen them here. They are beautiful. I don't know what they were talking about. I don't even remember reading a comment before by Greg, sure. but." See them here. My, let me let me try to read that. Uh, my mistake. I must have inexplicably forgotten that I've seen them here. They're beautiful. My Insta, blah blah blah. Shameless plug. Hmm. I'm not sure what that means. I'm sorry. We'll have to. I, I'm sorry, Greg. I'm. Yeah. Uh, if you uh, put it down in the comments below, yeah, Mac will help comments. me out. And yeah. Yeah. There we go. Uh, RC Exotics came back and said Brazilian Rainbow Boa for the Reptarium. You mean Tiger Lily? Yeah. We actually have one. We have uh, Tiger Lilies there. She's she's, she's been there for a year and a half or so great animal great she's super she shed out today looks beautiful um yeah yeah and it was a perfect shed too yeah, it was sweet shed, yeah uh blue salad says do a vlog on the community of agama lizards that have made a home around the well at coral castles in homestead florida place is super cool dude my wow. mom see remember i would show you yeah. back in the day she could see like the spider-man agamas yeah. all that yeah, stuff yeah, dude yeah. yeah i mean that, that'd be really cool if we could go down there and check them out and go go field herping for them and stuff like that that's a cool thing okay uh, agamas are awesome it was about those pides uh all the, oh, the pines the, got you so so what he was saying was uh that uh 
Yeah, so it, they must just be the pie side corn then, or or. Uh, um, yeah, the pied pied sides. They are yeah. beautiful too. We have yeah, a. Yeah. I don't. I must be in uh, Brumation or something. But there was that heater pied side that yeah. we had. I don't know yeah. where. Oh, yeah, I think it's oh. in Brumation. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, that was a banger. Mm-hmm. That was good. And then Peggy says her super got skipped. I didn't see it. I had been taking well, pictures sorry, of all well, of them. Let's, let's see. What did she say? What yeah, Peggy, Peggy say? go put it back down in the comments uh, in the bottom. I'm sorry. Yeah, that just I put them in it. the comments and, and we'll 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 get it. We'll get you. Sorry. Usually I'm pretty good. So. Yeah, he's usually pretty good. So but, I'm getting fired. Thanks to you, Peggy. Well, I appreciate fuck. it. Now, Peggy. Now what am I gonna do? Yeah. Now, now who's gonna read now your who's fucking super chat? Huh? No. Yeah. I don't even see it. I'm sorry, Peggy. Yeah. Sorry, Peggy. If it like I said, just put it down in the comments and we'll get to you. I appreciate you guys and I appreciate all the super chats today. You guys killed it and stuff like that. They always do, man. They're crushing. You know what we should talk about next week? What's that? Don't you, you had a friend that was like selling emus or something and made yeah. like made a lot of money or something. Can, can yeah. we tell that story next week? We, yeah, we could tell a story about uh, <laughs> yeah my buddy Jeff Schrock who started as a reptile guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then ultimately got into emus and albino <laughs> kangaroos it, and all kinds of other stuff. It's uh, that's a good but, one, guys. Uh, You'll like that. Yeah, no, it's uh, and he's a good. He actually reached out to me not too long ago, to be honest with you, and uh, asked me about a couple animals and and, and we got to get down to his place. His place is really cool. I took Savannah from Gatorland there last year and um that was actually the, it was a cool trip it was that was uh no i i can't remember if that i think that that was the trip that we had forrest brian cusco miguel noah uh stephen cush and savannah came just on that trip but that was when forrest spontaneously bought a a, a wallaby just <laughs> i know i know just a spon- and what, what was terrible <laughs> about that story was that we were at my buddy jeff's he had this little baby wallaby, Bennett's wallaby, that was running around his apartment or his his, his house. I'm sorry, and, and by the way, he had capybaras as pet. I mean, it's just cool, cool. Yeah, place, wild, man. bro. And um, and Forrest just literally puts like this deal together and buys a baby wallaby, and we're we're on like a seven day like adventure. <laughs> and this you is know? day one. And this is like day two. <laughs> So so now we literally are going to restaurants, hotels for five days we go with a, a a baby wallaby and a pouch and uh and we did get kicked out of a couple restaurants uh, <laughs> you think so yeah we did and uh and 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 then ultimately the last day of the trip we stopped at robbie kezzy's from from uh uh um whatever swamp brothers swamp brothers slash uh, uh bushnell and um and then he gave it to to, to robbie the, the, and well, then they first, name it Robbie. Yeah, first he named it Robbie, and then when we got to Robbie's, he just gave it to That's Robbie. That's so good. And, and I, dude. I believe, so I believe that Robbie still has it. I to think this you're day. correct, actually. And I think that it's mean. I think that I heard that it bites people, <laughs> dude. Which is very rare for wallabies because they're usually really tame. Dude, the first time I ever went in with kangaroos was at uh, the Dells, Wisconsin, at uh, Timbavati. Yes. I never realized how petrifying kangaroos could actually be. They oh, were they all very F, nice. They will f you up if dude, you know, they will dude. f you up. Man. And they come at you yoked, like they they yeah. put their arms together like a bodybuilder yeah. and look at you, and you're like, bro, please oh, don't kick a, me, bro. I've got a great story hit about it. this. I I just remembered this story about this wallaby. So uh, we were in Orlando. I think it was when we were hanging out with uh, Savannah. Actually, we're in Orlando and. Like, I can't remember what happened, but somehow we were going and doing something and Noah said he would take care of the wallaby. 
<laughs> but he was like interested in this chick that he had yeah. met in yeah, yeah, LA. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in LA. He met this chick when we were in LA. Yeah. She moved to Orlando. So he literally goes out on a date with, with this, this chick wallaby. with a wallaby. I mean, how do you not and he was close like, the yeah, deal? That's you know? what he was thinking. He was thinking, like, this wallaby's going to get yeah, me where I want. Yeah, it's a game changer. And uh, I don't think he ended up actually getting where he wanted to go with that one. But uh, But I remember him like Ubering to this date you know, with the wallaby. And, and then it was like four in the morning. Uh, he was like trying to like get Forrest to take the wallaby back. And so it was like, it was a mess, you know, it was a what mess, a classic but, but, uh, forest trip, right? Yeah, it was, it was definitely a wild trip. And, uh, I got Peggy super chat by the actually, way, good. cause what we got great mods out here. You know, you guys are awesome. Thank uh, you. it said the box of shirts you got the other day was awesome, but the uh, one you're wearing now is my favorite. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. More uh, to come. Oh, there's so much more to come. We have so much to tell like, you guys, I mean, but we can't yet, you yeah, know, but we've been crushing yeah. it this year so far. Yeah. There's going to be some interesting stuff and and that may that may be part of why my anxiety is so high too because i have so many things but it's like weird right yeah. like you know that like idea of like the river of ideas the akashic yeah. record it yeah. feels like it's been a bit more open recently i feel like i've been having tons of ideas about yeah. shit vlog stuff whatever yeah i just sometimes like all right let's say like a month and a half ago yeah like we were trying to film vlogs and like we couldn't even think of what to film yeah, yeah. now it's like i feel like i come in and like i already have ideas popping so it's yeah, good. I think it's yeah, I think it's it's been a good start to the year from that standpoint. Lots of ideas and lots of things kind of coming together. And I agree, this shirt is is. I mean, I, you, know, you guys just don't <laughs> even understand what's about to get hit. About man. To get hit dude. It's going to be nice. It's going to be amazing. Soon, so, soon, yeah. guys, because we got to come out with a dope merch video. You know what I'm saying, bro? We got a lot of stuff to go. Yeah, we got a lot to know. do here shortly. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it's going to be a fun year. Hopefully, just kind of you know, I think now the for me is like. Um, there's this really weird dichotomy in my life. And, and what I mean by that is that like, like I don't care about money and I don't care about like the financial gains of, of doing everything we do. But on the flip side, like I'm so motivated to do well, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and that's the, the, the kind of struggle that I'm in right now is that, you know, we have a lot going on, you know, we have seven companies that we run, you know, corporations and LLCs, and we're adding a couple more uh, this year to that 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 realm. So we're getting close to ten companies that we run, and and, and that's complicated. <laughs> you know, that's complicated because even though some of those companies kind of run themselves or they're you know they're kind of subsidiaries of things that we're already doing, um, they all demand some attention. You know, some yeah. mind. I mean, in order to to keep them afloat, you you have to be putting some mental. Uh, capacity into them Bandwidth, yeah. and, and that's difficult because you know I am at a point where I, I want to I again I was talking to Lori about this the other day about the whole you know like a minimalist thing right yeah it's like my mind wants to be a minimalist I mean there's some part of me I'm not kidding you guys and, and you guys will laugh at me but there's some part of me that wants to like run away yeah and literally live in the middle of nowhere in like a freaking camper <laughs> You know, and like just literally, like that's it. That's I feel my life, you, you know? 100%. Uh, and then there's the other side of me that is like wants to do so much more, you know. Yeah. So th there's this other part that's a is dichotomy, like, yeah. And yeah. that's that's the mental struggle. And and you know, I, I, I was talking to my therapist the other day, and I was just saying how really what I'd like to achieve is to be. Not not on the success level because obviously this guy is way more success or was way more successful than I could ever be, but from a spiritual standpoint, I, I wanted to be like Steve Jobs, right? Oh, dude, and, and yeah. Steve Jobs was was this unbelievable visionary, this creative 
mastermind uh, uh, that took this this company to a level to, and, and did things that you know very few people could, but at the same time had this unbelievable calm about himself. You know, this unbelievable neutrality where it seemed like he was unflappable, unshakable. And I and oftentimes, guys, I'm an emotional wreck. You know, I I you know I'm I'm like barely hanging on. You know, to life. You know, like it's it's gotten away from me so hard this last ten months. And I realize that that some of that's situational, you know, I mean, we're in a very scary time. I, I, I really do believe that if the virus ended tomorrow, my anxiety would end tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and at least I, a big chunk, a of it big for chunk sure. of it would end tomorrow. Um, and, and, and that's just the reality. Some people have, have dealt mentally fine with this, like, you know, the, the changes in the world and the changes of the, the, the restrictions and the, and the, 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 uh, uh, just unbelievable, um, feeling of like lack of control, you know, some people have dealt good with that. I, I have not, I have, I've struggled immensely with the lack of control of what's happening. Um, but I want to get to a point where I can be unbelievably neutral about anything and that nothing can flap me unless um, you want it to. Unless yeah. It, yeah. Right. So I want to continue to maintain the passion I have for the things that I'm very, uh, you know, passionate about, uh, which would be, animals, education, um, inspiration, uh, you know, all these things that I, I, I want to live my life for. But at the same time, I'd like to have the inner Zen that Steve Jobs had. And that's what I'm working for. That's the meditation I'm doing. That's the, the mindfulness I'm doing and all the other things I'm doing. And, and there are times where I feel like I'm getting a grip on it. And then there's times like the last, you know, eight or nine days where I feel like I've completely lost control again and I'm flapping in the wind and, and, and I don't know what to do. And, and all of these stressors that I have around me, I mean, listen, I live the best life you could imagine. And, and, and by all means, I guarantee you, most people would want to switch lives with me, but they also have to understand the amount of pressure that I'm under every single day, day to night. I mean, it's, it's not easy. It's, it's not easy. And, and I'm not, I'm not asking for sympathy. I'm not, you know, I make my own bed. Uh, everything, you know, every, every issue I have is self-imposed, right? All the stressors and pressures and everything else is, is what I put on myself. No one has put this on me. Right, right. Um, but it doesn't make it any easier. And, no. and, and, you know, uh, and, and, and the goal is balance to try to somehow in the future, uh, balance business with, with, with happiness and, 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 and time for yourself. You know, I've worked not, I've done nothing but work for the last 20 30. years, yeah. 25 years. I, I mean, yeah, 30 something years. There has been no pleasure. I, I shouldn't say that. No, no, no. You but know, I, you know, there's you know, been no leisure. There's been no leisure, right? Yeah, I've that's worked. the right word. And, yeah. and, it's, it, it, and I've done what I've loved. I've, you know, working with animals is what I love. This is what I would do if it was a, if I worked a job, this would be my hobby, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I love everything I do from social media to, to production, to creativity, to animals, to inspiration, to education, to uh, creativity. I mean, I, these are all things that I, I live for. Uh, but I think that there's like, you know, maybe just too much right now. And then I'm adding, which is probably not the greatest no, thing, right? It's not. And I, I remember years and years ago, a therapist once told me that everyone is born with a glass of water. And everyone's glass is a little bit di different size. But every situation that happens in your life adds a drop of water. And he said, your cup is overflowing, you know? And what we need to do is take some water out of that cup. 
You know, that's the goal is to take some water out of that cup. And I think that that's where I've gotten to again is my cup is overflowing. Yeah, um, I agree. And, and, and that doesn't mean that I need to stop doing the things or I need to, you know, Brian, you know, I always love when people are like, oh, well, just stop daily vlogging. You know, it's like, well, that creates an entirely new set of problems. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, it's, right. it's not, that's not really the issue. It's, it's, a, it's accumulation of everything in life. And, and, and it's really, you need more cups to hold the water. You right. know what I mean? And, and, and that's what, that's where Zen comes in and that's where, you know, enlightenment comes in and that's where neutrality comes in. So, uh, so those are the things I'm working on. And, and, and those are the things that as I get there, I want to inspire other people to, you know, follow the same path. Um, cause I do believe you can have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. Uh, I do believe that. Uh, and, and, and I just need to to uh you know it's finding that like yeah. you said finding that balance finding those things that are worth either paying someone else to do yeah completely or or um are just worth not doing at all or things that are worth your 100 percent time and effort you right. know what i mean because yeah. there are things that i'm sure not that i can think of the top of my head but like maybe pay somebody to do that so you don't have to spend those four hours doing it you know what i mean or whatever it is you know yeah um, it's a, and it's a tough thing because there's a there's an old saying, and I've said it. You've probably yeah. heard it before, Jay. That it says, you know, the 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 the, the more successful you get, the less you do what's yes. makes you successful. Yeah, and that's so true. If you look at really successful people, they always started with a vision and hard work, and, and their hard work and vision probably carries them on throughout their success. But they no longer like if you're a very successful chef, an executive chef, and you open up a, a restaurant that is a a you know Michelin star restaurant you probably aren't cooking anymore. No. Right? You're running, running the a restaurant. restaurant. And, and and what got you there was your ability to cook. And now you may still be the executive chef, but now you have all these other chefs that are actually cooking what you want them to cook. Mm -hmm. and, and and that's kind of analogous to what almost everything in life is, is that the more successful you get, the more the less you do it successful. So there are many days I wish I could just clean snake shit because yeah, that's I what I would be really be happy with. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, Let yeah. me just clean snakes and not worry about anything else. My whole job for the day is to clean this rack of snakes. You have no other yeah, yeah, things and, to think But that's about. just not reality. Yeah. And that's just, you know, that's the unfortunate side. But I, again, I'm not creating, I'm not begging for sympathy. No, I'm no. not doing, I mean, I'm just telling you guys the, the reality of where I am in life. And, and one of the and, things with Steve Jobs specifically that, made him so zen was being like and the thing that because he wasn't you know an engineer he wasn't no. somebody that made anything you know yeah. all he was was a, a person that could bring the right people together yeah. to take his vision yeah. to the next level well, right he, i remember him in his book he said you know i didn't know how to make that blue button work but i knew i wanted that blue button to work yep so i had to hire the right person to make that blue button exactly. do what i wanted it to do and and that's that's ultimately uh probably you know a great thing to do and and, and i think that we are really amassing an amazing uh support group of people that can have taken my vision jay is one of them yeah. obviously that has been able i mean jay can think the same way i think with we the vlog literally and, fi yeah. finish sentences all yeah. the time for each and other so uh you know it's, and we're doing that throughout our whole company and i think that's going to be important um even with Lori now i've i finally have gotten Lori on board to, to delegate some things and we're bringing people on to keep her job and her life because Lori is one of those people that is like i can do it better than everyone else so i'm not going to do it i'm not yeah. going to let anyone else do it yeah. and so uh, getting her to on board is a a huge yeah. feat and i know? think it'll be great for her and for me yeah. because you know as, she, as she's happier and less stressed hey, it's going to be happy better wife for happy life baby yeah yeah 
Uh, we got a couple more super chats. Yeah. Uh, Will says, Forrest was such a good man. Hard to believe I could miss a dude I've never met as much as I miss that guy. And yeah. the $5 for his fam, please. Oh, yeah. No doubt Sweetheart. about it, man. I, I appreciate it. And yeah, he's, uh, he's missed, sadly. I can't believe we're not far away from a year. year. You know, I, was yeah. in, I was in Mexico when I found out. Um, and that was a pretty horrible thing. Oh my <laughs> it was God. already horrible. Yeah, I mean, it's never a good time to find out something like that. But to be out of the country and to be so far away and and know there was nothing I could do was was uh, it was a tough. We we're we we're going to be in Mexico for two more days, and the last two days were pretty difficult. I don't think I was like truly in the moment at, at any point that last No, because what actually, yeah, yeah. What actually happened was like, obviously there was so much stress from building the Reptarium, all this stuff. Yep. So you guys went on uh, a way to Mexico. You texted me the morning of Forrest yep. passing and yep. you said, dude, finally today, I feel like yep. I can yeah. enjoy myself. I yep. feel like I'm in the moment. So I'm going to yep. put, you know, and I was like, all right, yeah. dude, you have a good time. Enjoy yourself. And literally like, I think like an hour later you were like, yeah, Bro, it was this. literally, yeah, literally. I remember that I text you saying, this is the first day I truly feel like at peace and I feel calm and it's, yeah, I've got nothing to do And then it's been today. mayhem since then. And then, Seriously. And literally like an hour later, I got the te got a yeah. text saying, call me. And I called and got the news. And uh, like you said, from there, then we got home and then- Grand opening, yeah, grand shut opening, down. shut down. Anxiety, pandemic, you know, back and just, forth. Um, yeah. I mean, it's been ca literally chaos since that. Yeah, so that, Crazy. that beautiful day never happened and- uh, <sighs> and it uh haven't really found it since so, yeah <laughs> so but we'll, we'll, we're gonna we're gonna sit on a beach in the future and we're gonna we're gonna find that day uh brian chase came back says hi brian my first stream love the channel oh thank you so much brian i appreciate you great name by the way i know it dude everyone i know that's cool's name brian yeah so every single person <laughs> roberta said <laughs> uh i had a i had fleeting i have had fleeting anxiety where I uh, just have to go, go pack up and get away. Horrible feeling. Yeah, and and I've thought about that too. You know, like I mean, the trip that we took out west was really freeing to me. And to and, be honest, and, uh, I think that's when you started getting better. Yeah, that's what. And like really you had, and then better, we've yeah. been coasting on that vibe almost since. Yeah. And now it's like you, yeah, yeah maybe it's like I feel I feel like I need to get away again and get in nature some, a little bit, yeah, right? Yeah. It's just that it's hard right now because it's cold. So you got to find, yeah. and you don't like cold. So we got to yeah. find somewhere yeah. warm for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Um, Brandon said, also love the fact that you are into cryptozoology. Yeah. My wife, Sarah, and I visit Fork. Is that Arizona? No. AR. Uh, yeah, Arizona. I thought that was AZ. My bad. Um, maybe Arkansas. No, I don't oh, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably Arkansas. Yeah. Arkansas, I thought that was AK. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't One know. of those R's. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, wherever you went. If it was a bog, it was probably Arkansas. That's fair. And then yeah. it says, home of the legend, Boggy Creek. That's interesting. I, I, you know, I don't know much about Boggy Creek, and I am a huge crypto guy, you know, so uh, I'll have to look into that a little bit more. Callum, Callum says, uh, hey, Brian, I used to work in a reptile shop in London, and we used to get shipments of snakes from the U.S. all the time. Now to get snakes into U.K. is hard. Why? It's, it's really COVID stuff is what, what's really, you know, you got to remember U.S. Fish and Wildlife is on very low, you know, probably 20% of the, the, the staff is actually working. Everyone else is working from home. So getting permits is very difficult. The other thing is, is that the value of snakes here is almost equal, if not higher than it is in the UK. So back when we were exporting 20 years ago, you know, if an animal cost a hundred dollars here, it sold for $400 there. So we could sell it for 200 twice the price of here 
and you guys could still double your money at 400. So everyone was happy, right? Now it's like, it's hard to say, all right, I'm going to go through all this work to export these animals and go through all this extra hassle. And I'm getting the same or less than what I'm getting from just selling them here because the market is so strong here um, in the US. Uh, and then you add to that the, the difficulty of actual exporting now uh, because there's a lot of places that literally you can't get physically inspected anymore. You can't, that like they won't do it. You know, like Chicago, I guarantee you there's no way a US Fish and Wildlife agent is meeting with someone in Chicago to export a shipment. There's just zero chance of that happening. Probably the same thing with New York as well, because you got to remember there's only, I think, seven ports of entry in the US that have to be shipped out of unless you have a non designated port exemption, which is not easy to get. <laughs> I've heard that um, a lot in the last yeah, like, yeah, couple yeah. We of weeks. We talked bro. a lot about that one. But uh, um, so most things go out of seven. And ports and uh, in 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 L.A., Chicago, uh, and uh, New York are all in trouble right now. So three of the seven ports are you know probably not going to get much shipped out of. Miami's doing well, so you could ship out of there pretty good. But that's probably why the U.K. doesn't get shipments as much. That is it for super chats. I do want to say, y'all, uh, there's 340 people in here. Go like that video, bro. We're almost at uh, 300 likes, so get us up there. Yeah, appreciate thank you guys it. so much. I appreciate it helps us that. for yeah. sure. Yeah, and like I said, thank you guys for joining us. You know, and hanging out. I hope that you enjoy the kind of you know intimacy of uh, kind of just hanging out and uh, shooting the crap. Really, I mean, I'm just you know, you guys getting to know me as, as much as as you possibly can. Uh, there's obviously you know. I talk as, as uh, candidly with you guys as I possibly I mean, can. yeah, I'm not kidding. Like, I'm with Brian all the time. Like, this is literal Brian Barczyk. Like, you're yeah. getting it raw and uncut, for sure. Yeah, I mean, we're, there's no no whole bars. And that's why I like this, and I enjoy it and stuff like that. And I hope you guys are, too. And, and let's keep it going, you know. It's just uh, a matter of... Uh, you know, making it work. And, and, and like I said, hopefully down the road, we can add the bin wandering where we can't have more guests. I think sometimes we will have a guest even on Saturday nights. Yeah. Um, and who knows what the future is? I mean, I, 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 I've said this a million times. I really hope the podcast does well. Um, but that's up to you guys. It's yeah. We're almost at 50 K share the channel guys. We appreciate yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. 50 K, but we still, we're a long way off from being able to be a successful podcast. Yeah. This um, podcast is a little different than other channels I've noticed too. Yeah. It's a little so, bit different uh, standards. But, but that doesn't mean that we aren't, uh, I'm, I'm not pleased with where we're at. I'm just saying we have a long, long way to go before we can consider this a successful entity. Yeah. And we put, we put a lot of energy into it. We really do. I mean, this takes a tremendous amount of uh, time out of our schedule. Um, but I love it. I really like the platform and I'm enjoying doing this. And I yeah. really like this particular platform a lot because it's, uh, it's, it's just gives me an opportunity. It's therapeutic for me. So I appreciate it. I you agree. Guys. And, um, thank God we're in that galactic federation. Cause then those extra six hours a week get put right exactly, in one day. Yeah. Dude, yeah. So we're good. Perfect. That's the six hours are gone for, for podcasting. <laughs> for a week, so, but, uh, but I appreciate you guys. So let's, uh, let's end it here. Thank you guys so much. Love you guys so much. Again, yes. you guys know the deal. Uh, do all that subscribe, all that other crap. Make sure you guys understand that you can uh, listen to this on Spotify as well as Apple podcasts everywhere else. If you can't watch it, you can listen to it on your lunch break or whatever on your, uh, your Raycons that you can use our <laughs> promo code for, uh, <laughs> by raycon.com slash brian b 50 percent um, off your order bow, bow. we yeah, all use them yeah we love it we got hello fresh coming here in a couple of weeks so Dude, i'm excited so, uh, i miss cooking so if you're gonna cook some stuff we'll wait for hello fresh we'll uh we'll get you guys a promo code for that in the next couple of weeks <laughs> so i uh, love you guys i appreciate you and i definitely will see you on wednesday and uh, again on saturday next week so you guys have a great night and i'll talk to you soon bye peace Shoo.